Hey, welcome back to Point Blank. This is John Carcosa sitting to my left. Mike Zapsek. Ming Chen. And who do we have here in studio? Mo Youssef. Oh, How awesome is this? Welcome back, Jack. Yes. Yes. And um, oh, also we have, uh, who's over there in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up there, my friend? And, uh, and uh, before we begin, Mo, I got to give you credit. Because I don't know how you did this, but you gave me an inspired idea. And it, it, it actually just comes back to a prediction that Todd made, which is just, I didn't even see this coming. Todd, you predicted that our former Point Blank guest, Dustin Diamond, a.k.a. Screech, would not be invited back to the Save the Bell reboot that they're doing for the NBC Universal streaming service, Peacock. I, I, I'm still not sure how I feel about that name, by the way, Peacock. But in any event, um, Elizabeth Berkeley, Mark Paul, Gosseler, Mario Lopez, awesome. all confirmed to be back. Uh, but but Dustin Diamond wasn't. That's what you predicted. How did you do it? Is it because you grew up like next to Bayside, Bayside High? What's the connection? How did you do it, buddy? Yeah, it's uh, you froze throughout that entire setup, so I could uh, I could try to answer the question, but I have no idea what you're asking. Oh, I'm gonna hand it over to Mo. Oh, <laughs> Technical difficulty. We're off to a good start. All right, that's okay. Lark Voorhees wasn't invited back either as Lisa Turtle. Let's get to some breaking news. Breaking news. She was my favorite. Wow. Yeah, she wasn't, and she's actually very upset about it. Well, she's is uh, unfortunately she's got some some issues. Okay. I know she was uh, diagnosed as bipolar. Oh, yes, yes. I had seen she that. Is, she's being taken care of by her mother, and I don't know. She might have been, mom might have been like, look, I ain't driving her to the set. I'm not doing this. Right. Stuff. And that Screech dude, if he's anywhere near the point. <laughs> so and who's, I, I who's think, crazier at this point, Lark Voorhees or Dustin Diamond? It's, Dustin. Uh, I, I mean, crazy is not a word you want to use for somebody with mental health problems. Crazy is Dustin Diamond doing a... Um, a porno? He, he did a porn. He certainly yeah. did. And how was it, Mike? Was it good? I have no idea. I would never watch a Dustin Diamond. He, he also kicked the shit out of Horshack he in did. Celebrity Boxing. Well, did it, you it, see the it, size difference? It and crazy. He, it led to Horshack's death prematurely. Oh, no, not because of the match. I hope killed him. Uh, well, I mean, it couldn't have done anything for his self-esteem. So I'm sure it it hastened his his early killed demise. Killed him like Butch and like Pulp Fiction and shit, like Butch Coolidge. Well, let's, yeah, like let's Coolidge pretend versus... that's what happened. <laughs> Because that's that's a much cooler story than he just humiliated that, the hell that out of him. Horshack fight versus Dustin Diamond was like Rob Bruce versus like Conor McGregor. Yeah, it was like the age difference was it was I don't like he shouldn't have been in the ring. He was sixty eight years old, I believe. Horshack was sixty eight, yeah. oh, and he so went up against Dustin Diamond. It was no. like thirty five, oh thirty gosh. close. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, murdered out the age the death. He murdered him to death. <laughs> He'll knock you into next week, Rock. All right. Uh, Breaking news. Um, so Sony, uh, it's come out of Sony, and, and we were all reeled down on Sony Studios and their Spider-Man, Spider-Verse. Uh, you know, a, a, a year ago when it didn't look like they'd ever get him back into another movie. And um, and now things are on the uptick. And they've announced that they are bringing Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio back for a solo movie. So, you know, you've got this Morbius movie. We watched a trailer on it a couple of episodes ago with Jared Leto. You've got the upcoming Craven the Hunter movie. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, uh, not a spoiler alert, I hope for Far From Home, um, but... Uh, you know, he, his character looked pretty definitively dead at the end of that movie. Uh, kind of actually sets off the whole post credit scene and everything going on there. So um, 
So it looks like they're maybe really trying to do this Sinister Six thing, and they're actually doing it, Sony, in a way that maybe DC could have learned. Get each of these movies out first, build up interest, and then bring the team together, even if it's a bad guy team. Mm -hmm. Uh, No word if uh, Tom Hardy's uh, Venom will be part of it. So tell me what you guys think. Well, this has been our, our biggest criticism all along. You know, they they develop all the good guys uh, on the on the comic book side, mm-hmm. but never ever ever the uh, they the, the bad guys never make it to uh, to the That's to another the, movie. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're one only, and done. Really except Thanos. for Thanos. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but that was Loki, still one yeah. Loki. Loki. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, for the for the most part, you know, they they're they're so one dimensional, and so Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, he's he's got he's got a little depth to his character. Uh, over here, you know, even yeah. though I always he's did a great job, bad, but still, you know, I was I was a an employee who was wronged, you know. So that's that's really, you know, he's not he's not out to uh, he, he, you know, take he, over the world or anything. When, when he yeah. was putting out there that he was a hero, right. I thought he was, you know, very charming. You know, yeah. every everything that you would want to see. Yeah. And then one of the guys said he looked like Thor in the movie. Or did he look like Thor mixed with Doctor Strange? Right, and <laughs> with a yeah. bubble on his head. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> but listen, he's not the Rock, but. He can certainly carry a movie, so I think this is a good call. It's not going to it's not going to break the bank, but it's it's you know it's it's going to be a good return for them. So it's a good business decision. I think we're all going to enjoy it. Well, we'd like to see where the character goes. So are you saying that uh-huh. Jake Gyllenhaal can't quit Mysterio? <laughs> what you're going with uh, yeah. that? All right. Yeah, super villain, super team. Yeah, that's you can. Yeah. It's much better than the Suicide Squad. The Sinister Six was. You have to have uh, Doc Ock. I mean, you need Doc mm-hmm. Ock. But, I mean, if you're going to throw Mysterio in there, yeah. and, I mean, the original was Doc Ock, the Vulture. Yes. Um, and the the old bald man Vulture. Was it, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Adrian Toomes, of course. Yes. W- was uh, was the Sandman in that as well? Was yes, he? he was. Okay. It was the Sandman. It, it was um, Doc Ock. Uh, Vulture, Sandman, Mysterio, Devlin Mysterio, uh, Craven. Craven wasn't in it. No, uh, was it the Shocker? Uh, was Elect- it Electro? Scorpion. Was it Electro? Electro, Electro was in there. And s- is it Scorpion, Scorpion. or Shocker? Uh, I believe it I've might have been Scorpion. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. And that's of course the Mac Gargan version. Uh, we all thank you. The Mac <laughs> Gargan version we all know and love. Um. So yeah, I mean they may be doing something here. Um, it's kind of well, interesting. Uh, separately, I heard rumors that this that bringing Daniel Bruhl back as Baron Zemo in the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh-huh. series, which I, I'm pretty hyped about. Uh, that's not the only reason they're bringing him back. Can you think of another reason to be bringing back Baron Zemo? Wonder Man. Uh, I, I'm hearing, and the masters, of, the masters of evil. Well, but I'm hearing what was the masters of evil's evolution into the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. I'm, I'm hearing, oh. I'm hearing Thunderbolts are what's going on in MCU. Hasn't been decided by Kevin yet uh, whether that's going to be on the, the movie side or the TV series side. But the idea of uh, of a team of heroes out there doing good deeds, but then secretly they're the masters of evil and they're doing the whole thing to troll everybody. Uh, I think could be pretty funny. So uh, go ahead, Mike. You're going to say. I was going to say the masters of evil trying to battle my boys. That's not legal. <laughs> That's true. Oh, wow. yo. Man, the hip hop is out. <laughs> hey, you guys said bring your 90s, boy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Todd, was there something that looked like you wanted to add on uh, on um, on the uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal announcement? Yeah, I was just going to say the, the, the thing that Sony's got going in their favor right now 
with respect to the uh, Sinister Six potential setup is the fact that the the bar is incredibly low in terms of expectations for these yeah. for these uh, mm-hmm. villain movies. He ain't wrong. Yeah. So I, I mean, Venom came out. It was a bit of a laughing stock for a few minutes until everyone was like, "Screw it, let's just have some fun with this movie." And Tom Hardy was going all over with place with his uh, with his voices. Crazy accent. Uh, <laughs> Where was he from? <laughs> So you, you, that was like an unexpected hit, I think. And, you know, you see what happens with Morbius. But I think it, unlike what DC tried to do, where the expectations couldn't be higher. And you're talking about, you know, the, literally the gods of uh, their, uh, their songbook there. You've got pretty low expectations when it comes to these movies. So they can take some chances, have some fun with it. And uh, see what happens. And and I think they're keeping budgets relatively relatively under control for these. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they'll have a chance to get a couple of hits out of it. Uh, As an excellent take, um, I do like the idea, again, of them taking the MCU approach and doing a slow build. If it's going to be a bad guy team, it's going to be a bad guy team, sure. But they're doing one movie at a time. See how it goes, and uh, and then we're gonna hopefully get that that big movie. And you know, again, we talked a little bit about this when we did the Morbius trailer, right. which was there is lots of tidbits that it is taking place in the MCU proper. Like a bus uh, went by with like you know like Spider Man murderer or something like that on there, right. and so uh, and so they're teasing. And Tom Hardy has teased as well. Uh, before you know, I guess we'll just mention this real quick. You know who's playing? We haven't really talked about it here on the air, but you know who's playing? The Venom offspring carnage in Venom 2. It's a pretty big heavyweight here. It's the equivalent of getting Michael Ke- Michael Keaton. And it, it is Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Oh. So uh, so Woody Harrelson's going to be playing Carnage. Obviously, a little bit older version I, of Cletus I, Cassidy. I, I don't know. No, <laughs> Mike, that's, Mike doesn't no. see it. No, you need somebody. You need like that. Did you see Natural Born Killers, Mike? Of course I okay, did. Okay, so I mean, 20 I years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. And uh, I mean, I'll start hip-hopping right now. But oh, no, wow. that, no, you, you need someone. You know what we need? Do you remember uh, the guy? Another hero? We need Evil Ed. Remember Evil Ed from uh, Fright Night? Oh. <laughs> Okay, all now, right. So, and speaking of, you know, someone, who's, someone who's doing porn. Yeah, his name is, uh, oh, my God. Uh, I forget what his name is. Steven something. But uh, he would have been a great carnage because he mm. just looked like he's a skinny guy who looks like he would. Yeah, if, if you I open a closet, that. he'd be standing there. You know, it's like, ah. Well, listen, I, I see the potential. If we're going to just talk about potential okay. casting, you know who I always thought? Back in the Johan Rudbeck in the nineties, eighties and nineties. Evil Ed, Johan Rudbeck, who I thought would have played a great Captain Marvel, Shazam Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, thought it would have been Dolph Lundgren. I always thought he would have did a really? great job, but he had the physique. He's a much better actor than he ever gets credit for. And uh, unlike Arnold, he at least can do a passable American <laughs> accent. But um, but Ming, I just got to ask. Okay, so yes. I was going to ask you about our we got uh, we got comments. We Chime got, in, everybody, because I saw them coming in on Facebook, but yes. I'm not seeing them on our shared stream here. Yeah, they're here. Okay, now they're in. They're live. They're in right. fact. It's a bit yes. of a shocker. Hey, We've got one knows. out. If you see there, George Setti chiming in, and he knows Carnage. It's a tough, tough customer. customer. <laughs> Well, like Wrangler jeans, yes. Yes. <laughs> One tough customer. Oh, my God. All right, here's the next bit of breaking news. Uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred came out with his official report on the Astros <laughs> cheating scandal. And um, 
It's pretty ugly. All the rumors that everyone had said about the electronic communications and the the series of whistles and garbage can lid bangings, uh, everything was in there, and they knew the pitches were coming, and there's no way that uh, Jose Altuve was going to turn on a 106-mile-per-hour Aroldis Chapman fastball for a home run to win the ALCS without knowing it was coming, and, and, and he was able to do that, and they, it all came out. And here's the thing. They, the way it all came out is they gave the players immunity. They said, all right, we just want to find out what happened. So we were promised we're not going to punish any players. And then they all spilled the beans. And now everyone wants the players punished. Right. And the Major League Baseball cannot go out. Because, I mean, players are angry. You, you, you've seen yeah, this before. Sure. They're the most powerful union in the world. Not mm-hmm. the steel workers. You know, not the no, auto workers. The ML- it is the MLB. Yeah. MLBPA, yes. Yeah. The, and they never break ranks. They never break ranks. And if you do, if you're Benny Agbayani, and you cross that picket line in 1994, but then you go to the World Series in 2000, guess what? You don't get voted a player share. All right? As far as they're concerned, you're dead. Right. And so what's happening today, all right? So obviously the Yankees have a vested interest because they, right. the, they were the ones who lost. So so in honor, you know, two, two, two great sluggers, Giancarlo Stanton said today, um, you know, if I knew – Know what pitch is coming? I'm going to hit 80 home runs. Right. He said, and I have no doubt on that. Aaron Judge, as nice a guy as comes, he said, Pissed. look, he said they need to have the title stripped. Yep. And he specifically said this sentence, and the players involved need to be punished. Yeah. And everyone's saying it. Mo, what do you think? I think one step further, I think the organization needs to get punished. I think that this is a groundbreaking uh, uh, situation where, you know, much like college, when, when, uh, Schools are put on probation. Yeah. Astros aren't eligible to go to the World Series for the next three years or five years. Ten years. Yeah. Send a message. Send a message. Seriously. Yeah. Does anyone remember the names Shoeless Joe Jackson, for God's <laughs> yes. sakes? Or Banned for Life. There yes. you go. Right, exactly. Yeah, fortunately, yeah. Uh, tenant, uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis is not the commissioner. <laughs> That's right, no. So we got Rob Manfred, <laughs> no, who is not as uh, no. angry. I or... knew Kennesaw Mountain Landis, and sir, you are no <laughs> Kennesaw Mountain Landis. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny how, how, how pure and innocent we, we try to treat sports, mm. you know, like the rest of the the world is, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty corrupt, but but... You know, growing up, this is this is really what you you said that there are a set of rules you have to follow them, and because we cheer so hard for these teams, you know, we, you don't want to see somebody who obviously had had a uh, what do you call it uh, an uh, an illogical uh, advantage. Yes. Yes. Ill- <laughs> yes, it's illogical. illogical. <laughs> I find that illogical, Captain. <laughs> Highly. So right. fascinating. Yeah. I just yeah. want to say, please. Of illogical, it is. It, it is truly the most Mets possible thing that uh, the New York <laughs> Mets could could find themselves roped into this and having nothing Ow. to do with any of what was going on because obviously it happened during an impact of the playoffs in the World Series, which the Mets haven't sniffed in in quite a few years. And, uh, of course, they're uh, kind of in the center of it with respect to hiring as their True. new manager, the chief archi- architect of yeah. the entire scandal. So yeah. uh, <laughs> alongside the Knicks, that is uh, that is a very Mets uh, thing to happen to them. And I'm, I'm proud to be. A you got to wonder, are the colors blue and orange cursed? Because <laughs> th- th- these are two franchises that can't get out of their own way. You know, here's the thing. We, we got to be fair, right? People say, well, wait a minute. Didn't the Yankees win a World Series back in 2009 and have a couple of steroid guys on the team? Right. Wasn't. A-Rod doing steroids then. Strip or, it. Strip the title. And, yeah, and, but none of them are going to go into the into the Hall of Fame. 
Uh, I'll stop you right there. They're all going to the Hall of Fame. You think? Do you yes. think Barry Bonds is going to go? Absolutely. The old, and Clemens. The old voters Peter are dying. Really? The younger voters don't care. Yeah, they're going to go. They're going to go. But A-Rod is not not going. I think, yeah. Okay, good. That's a bet. It happened right here. First Social Security check right but, there. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to parse which is worse. I'll let Dodgers pitcher Alex Wood do that. You know, he said, I would much rather face a guy juiced on steroids... 99 times out of 100 than a guy who knows what pitch is coming. You're on steroids, you still have to hit the ball. You still need skill, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, and even if you know what pitch is coming, of course, you still need skill, but these are the best players in the world. If you give them that advantage, here's what you have to do. The pitch is going to be here. It's going to be this type of pitch. Go and hit it. That's why they're the best players in the world. They're going to hit it. Pat Kowala making a great point. What Pete Rose still can't get in. <laughs> poor Pete. Yeah. All, all these guys cheating their heads no, off. No, I, I think he's saying. I think he's saying Pete Rose still can't get it. Like like nobody will give Pete any. Uh, I don't know if they have any Steroids? hookers wherever Pete oh. is, but uh, <laughs> maybe our boy, well, uh, friend of the program, Lenny Dykstra, can help him with that. Well, I was going to say, even by Lenny Dykstra's standards, he <laughs> said Pete Rose was just horrible. <laughs> Lenny Dykstra, who by the way, just bringing it full circle, wants to get involved with celebrity boxing. He's canvassing his page. Okay, we all hung out that great weekend in Cooperstown. Maybe we'll do it again this July. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, he wants to know, guys, please tell me, who should I fight in celebrity boxing? You know who's number one on his list right now? Arnold Horshack? <laughs> Jose Altuve? <laughs> Donald Bagel. Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. That's the right, one that's getting right, the most right. votes. Is they're like, is it celebrity boxing if he's the president? I don't know. But uh but Lenny, I'm sure, is crashing somewhere right now. Okay, here's our next bit of breaking news. And this one has a personal connection here to the studio. Friend of the program. I'm actually I'm gonna amend that. I'm gonna say fan of the program. The Godfather, Kevin Smith. Revealed the cast for his upcoming He-Man reboot, <laughs> Masters of the Universe, yes, uh, Revelations, and um, some pretty big names on this list, guys. What do we got there? No, I just saw Canseco versus Dykstra. All right, hey, that's, that's a good one, one Bob. Yeah, that is yeah. a good one. But I think Canseco would murderize our, our boy Lenny, <laughs> um, even even now. So anyway, uh, uh, Kevin got some pretty big names here. Okay, so the biggest name might be as who's playing Skeletor. Okay, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. He's already a legend. After Luke Skywalker, his next best role, best known role is as the consummate animated villain, the Joker, on Batman the Animated Series and its successor series. So now he may be sure adding a, a, a new one um, uh, in Skeletor here. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and who can forget uh, Frank Langella's version in the, uh, uh, against the aforementioned <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, by the in way. The movie. Right. Okay. Or, Al- or Alan Oppenheimer's in the original cartoon. That's right. Which is, oddly enough... He's still alive, and he was he was a fan of ours, man. Yes. I, and I, I I think they they got him on a commercial or something recently. I mean, I mean, literally like a year or two ago. I think they got him reprising the voice. Um, and I I've, oh no, I know what it is. He does a series of YouTube videos where people send him like mean tweets, and he reads them in a Skeletor voice. It, it's funny. You should check it out. I'm not kidding. It's funny. Okay, so now who does he got as Evil Lynn? Cersei Lannister, Lena Headey. No okay, way. Okay, absolutely. Wow. All right, now playing Prince Adam He-Man, it's not as well-known of a name, uh, but he has some comic experience. It's Chris Wood. He most recently played Monel on the Supergirl uh, series. Okay. okay. You've got uh, our old friend Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar, is playing mm, Tila. Wow. All right. You've got uh, uh, another Game of Thrones uh, connection here. Um uh, Davos Seaworth, Liam Cunningham is playing Man at Arms. 
All right. That's pretty impressive. Now you've yeah. got Steven Root. I mean, this is nah. this must be the most perfect nah. casting. Steven Root as Cringer. Okay, this is great. <laughs> Just think of him in office space, okay? <laughs> Cringer slash Melton, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. You've got uh, a Diedrich Bader. Okay, he's been around for a while but in, in a dual role. He's playing both Prince Adam, He-Man's father, King Randor, and one of one of Skeletor's main henchmen, Trapjaw. Mm. Okay, uh, now Griffin Newman. That name escapes me, uh, but that's playing Orko. I did see. Uh, Was that going to be? Yeah. Got, got, I was say, our main man and former Point Blank guest Henry Rollins playing Triclops, and Alan Oppenheimer. Is involved. Yes, he is playing the unheralded Moss Man. Okay, you've got a couple of others out there, uh, um, and Jason Mewes as Stinkor. Stinkor. <laughs> you've got uh, consummate voice artist Phil Lamar as Hero, Tony Todd as Scare Glow, Kevin Michael Richardson. He's in everything. He's as Beast Man, Alicia Silverstone. Whoa. As Queen Marlena. Wow. Now, wow. Susan Eisenberg as the Sorceress. Now, am I remembering correctly? Has she played uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman yes. throughout the Justice League Unlimited no, series, right? Fantastic. So, uh, this is quite a great. I, yes. Okay. And another uh, uh-huh. we've got, Joker, we've got uh, Batman Joker alum in well, there. No? Well, there, there, you do. There, you do. Uh, you, uh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You've got. <laughs> Somebody that's been said to t- on this program to have some resemblance to Todd, I still don't see it. But Kevin Conroy will not be facing off against Mark Hamill as he did for all those years animated. Uh, he's going to be his 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 Marin Kevin Conroy is going to be doing a, a merman voice. Thank you. I've been had that one uh, ready since 1987. So uh, and then of course. Harley Quinn Smith is playing Elena, a character I'm not familiar with. So, uh, so it's a great cast. You yeah. know, you've got big names, you've got uh, experienced voice mm-hmm. artists, and uh, I can't wait to see what Kevin does. But I don't know if you guys have any inside information here. Not a goddamn it's thing. All star cast, my friend. Okay, all-star so cast. is there yeah, is there a Ming and Mike appearance in a, in a I, upcoming I, episode? My, <laughs> yeah. Maybe my phone's broken. I haven't gotten any calls. Yeah, hold yet. on. Let me check. Uh, no, gonna, nothing. <laughs> I'll play Battle Cat. I mean, you need a Battle Cat. I'll be Battle Cat. I could, right, because Steven mean, Root in a dual role now, sure, right? So sure. I could, yeah, I could do a. Mean you could battle, do Battle Cat. I could do a mean Battle Cat. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so is this? Is this I, I mean, is this what Kevin's working on instead of a, a, a comic book man reboot? This is what he's doing. Yeah, this is pretty much. And, I, and Kevin, what what's up, Ram Man? That that role was made for me. Oh my God, Ram Man. Adam seems, seems to think it's Beast Man. Mike, what are you ramming? Oh, Mike's not think for what? Beast Man. <laughs> Thank Beast you, Adam Ward. <laughs> Beast Man. Well, Pat, Pat, Pat is saying the same thing. We don't see Ming or Mike anywhere on this yeah, list. I, I am. Man. Listen, if I'm Kevin, I'm going to keep a few things close to the sure. vest here, and he's going to save you guys for sweeps week. Sweeps <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah. He's going to give us a couple of brooms. Uh, I need, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, we need yeah. the stash swe- swept. Yeah, sw- sweep, pick and span. That's yeah, sweet. Do me a favor. Sweeped it. Ah, and come do in the here, street too. Derek Coleman. Yeah. No vacuums for you guys. <laughs> right, you get, right. Vacuums are for closers only. Oh, my God. Well, listen, it's going to be on Netflix. Uh, he's calling it a belated sequel. So uh, um, I'm curious to see what it's going to be. And it's Kevin Smith. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, so we yeah, know that. You got that is, right. uh, is Prince Adam going to be smoking weed and shit? Oh, absolutely. And uh, with Orko in the He's going to have like black light posters on his wall. They're going to be smoking a piece of Moss Man. That's what's yeah. going to be happening here. <laughs> Moss Man. Yeah, I was going to go with Mer- Merman smoking <laughs> Moss Man. Oh, this is 
<laughs> Let's go on to point two. Things we're not going to be talking about tonight. Things we're not going to be talking about tonight is uh, the, the, the Nevada Democratic candidate debates are going on right now. And I'm not sure anybody cares. Uh, we're going to move on. Cut in a, li- a live feed for a few minutes. John, you want? How's that first beer you have? Well, wow! Oh. But you see where my hand is. So we're going to go. I was just going to ask Mike. I don't know if you have that magic opener. If you of can get I this did. guy open. Uh, of course. But, I but while we're doing, we're going to vamp for a bit here. Okay, okay. Mo. Because, Mo, you look like you're in throwback mode. All right, we're happy to have you back here in the studio. It's a rare appearance by you on the East Coast, which you've started referring to as the least Coast. I'm not taking it personally, but yeah. you are here. But you're, you are wearing a, a couple of throwback outfits. Why don't you take a, a, a throwback items in your outfit? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, speaking of the uh, the best coast, we got two viewers out there from the West Coast. Oh, who's that? Jesse Lewis and uh, Amanda Rostisil. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, so... We'll go to the first artifact, which is the LAPD hat. Uh, this is roughly 21 years old now. Wow. 20, Good shape. Yeah. You picked that up during the riots, right? Uh, almost. <laughs> Literally, so, picked it up off the ground. Uh, off the ground. There was still a head <laughs> attached. We were actually in San Diego. John and I were, uh, we were uh, jet skiing in San Diego Bay. And uh, exceeding the speed limit by quite a bit, I should say, doing crisscrosses and in so the forth. In the no-wig zone. Right. We're doing crack. Crisscrosses. <laughs> Get pulled over by the uh, San Diego police. Uh, by patrol. Merman. <laughs> the, har- the harbor police. Right. And only for her to you know look at us and say, oh, well, listen, you guys uh, shouldn't be crisscrossing like this, thinking that we're actually actual LAPD. But we didn't. We we never once said that we were officers. Of no, any but part, nor so. did we. we so we, we're yeah. not guilty of impersonating an officer. Exactly. But nor did we disavow her of that notion. We let her continue to think that we were LAPD. Yep. And that's the first time I was actually out in San Diego. That's the first time I fell in love with California. Wow. Well, yeah. you know they call San Diego America's finest city. It is. And the first time I heard that before, I, been, I got real offended by that. Uh, you know, coming from New York, you think that is, but then you get out there, you say, "Holy cow." And then you see Irvine, and you're like, come on. It's even better. Okay. Get better than that. <laughs> so listen, that's that's the hat. And then I do remember uh, there was also a boat. Uh, they were in distress. Uh, they had a few... Um um, they had a few bikini-clad babes, uh, and unfortunately, also a few herbs or or, or shemps, as, as you may call them. And um, but but they had run out of gas, and they were desperately asking for help. So they flagged us down, thinking that we were officers of the law, right? And that we were part of that harbor patrol, even though our hat said LAPD, and we were in San Diego. And we said, "No problem, we're going to get help right away." <laughs> I I wonder what happened to them. <laughs> Wow. They could still be out there. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> we're we're going to give them 20 more minutes, and then we're out of here. All right. Now, talk to us about your shirt here. Well, listen, I can't do it. I what? can't do it any justice. I think you have to be the one that tells the story. I mean, you, you constructed the greatest bachelor party of all time. It was a five-day event. Well, you know, we, we, we talked Joint about it. bachelor, five days, three cities, two bachelors. Yeah. Gotta love and, uh, and you know, we're not going to go crazy into it. We did a whole episode about it. Guys, uh, uh, check our archives on the A Shared Universe uh, SoundCloud page. Uh, it's the episode called The Texas Two-Step. Probably was like episode somewhere between 13 to 18, if I'm guessing correctly. Highest, uh, ra- highest rated episode to date. Uh, it was a highest rated episode until 
George's second of two consecutive appearances, but that's okay. Uh, but but yes, as you said, we went down. Uh, you were getting married. Todd was getting married. You guys were getting married a week apart. We did a joint bachelor party. We had like something like thirty guys. It was a great time, and uh, we did the um, you know we did the, the the big league dreams. We rented the the mimicking bait uh, major league baseball stadium, which was I think we went with Fenway because we had that green monster in left field, and then of course we had the uh, the football game as well where steve tours acl that was right, fun yeah. and then george um, took some steroids just for the game which was exciting <laughs> george, george uh, uh ripped a monster triple off the monster but uh but then um but then of course you know we had the houston segment the steakhouse the, the, the most amazing steak i've ever had vic and anthony's in Minute yeah. park uh, uh so i guess uh you know we can't get off the houston astros today <laughs> but uh but uh, all right mike mike and was then, able to kill it go for it mike and, and then, then the unveiling of these shirts and so, and so, during, during this during this uh, the steakhouse event and i forget who coined the fir- the the term to you guma um gonna have I, to go with george uh, setti probably not so we'll we'll uh we'll we'll let you guys know who uh who came up with that i'm not Ooh. sure Ooh. maybe maybe somebody in the comments could could help us uh remember who uh who came up with that interesting yeah. okay a little bit of mystery <laughs> here from but as, as you all know uh guma is really a noun <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you, not no more. This special friend of ours, right, uh, uses it as a verb uh, when. Uh, now, Mo, go ahead and rotate. We want to see the back of the shirt as well. <laughs> okay, so we've got some neat features here. Okay, the Texas two-step. By the way, I'm impressed that this shirt still fits. Mine does not. And then we've got the official 2008 Momo Sully Cool Bachelor Party Extravaganza. And get the jelly jars ready. So now you want to just you come back on the mic here, Mo. Tell us about the jelly jars. What's that? What's that referencing? So oh for all God, of you committed good. guys who so, uh, it smells savory. Oh, it's amazing. This is good stuff. So all, for all you committed guys who uh, cheers, who need uh, an excuse to be able to go out and party with your friends, or even grab a pizza, or <laughs> stay out maybe ten minutes past your, uh, <laughs> your your curfew. Right. Right. Your your balls are officially in the jar where your wife keeps them. Yeah, it's got to be under the sink. Under <laughs> she keeps your balls in a jelly jar under the sink, and just once in a while, if you can summon the intestinal fortitude, you know you're going to take that jelly jar, you're going to smash it against the wall, you're going to reclaim your balls <laughs> and have a bachelor party weekend with your friends, even if you go right back under her thumb when that's over. Now there are some really unfortunate cases where. The guy's got his balls in the jelly jar before he's actually married. That's it's uh, you're sunk. Well, you're done for. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so listen, I'm impressed you've got the shirt that you still possess it. I'm even more impressed that it still fits. It looks great on you. And uh, and the color scheme is working here. The black and white, the white and black, you're killing it. Does anyone recognize what font I used when I made this shirt? Uh, that's impact, isn't it? Right on top, on the front. Thank you so much. Yes. I, I was trying to go for the Got Milk campaign yes. at the time, and that's as close as I could assume to what they were using, and so I went with the impact. That's Imagine cool. 30 guys walking into a club wearing shirts that say, Do right. you move on? <laughs> You've, you've never seen more girls not talk to guys. Bewildered. Exactly. Be wil- all the wilders were bewildered. <laughs> so let's talk about the first beer we are drinking here. And I'm not talking about the ginger beer that both Michael and Mo are, uh, are, are right. feasting. Thank you. Thank you. Feasting. Cheers and cheers. What is this magic we're drinking? Okay. So we, we, we teased this a little bit earlier. Okay. This is the Eclipse Stout from 5050 Brewing, Truckee, California. And, oh, that's good uh, stuff, man. You didn't save that for me? 
Well, maybe you make it out here once in a while. So, um, <laughs> last week. So, um, <laughs> well, there, there are many beers in the Coco Vaults. Let's see what happens next time you're here. That's all I'll say. So, uh, it's been voted the world's best stout numerous times, uh, more gold medals than you can shake a stick at. And, uh, and there's numerous variants every year when they come out. They're highly anticipated. This particular one is their German. Chocolate cake stout. Whoa! So, yeah. so it's a barrel-aged imperial stout, aged with coconut, vanilla, and cocoa, and uh, then they take it and they age it in bourbon barrels. And um, so far this year, I've had five variants, five of this year's class, the 2019, and um, one of them was the salted caramel va variant, amazing. One was the uh, one was the banana variant, great. And then I've had two of the of the of whiskey barrel bourbon barrel variants. Uh, one was the uh, Evan Williams, and uh, yeah. and I'm forgetting the other one. But in any event, so far, this German chocolate cake one, this is the one I am liking the best. This is John, I've got a request for you in your in your connections. I was on their website looking at the at the different variants over the past few years, and they had I think it may have been one if not two years ago. They did a a Scotch variant and a peat. Like peated scotch, smoky scotch variant, as well as a partnership with High West, which is a former client of mine. I love their whiskey. Any one of those three uh, make me a happy camper if you're able to get your hands on it. I've got one coming in my box, uh, my Tavor box that I signed up coming off Ross Brewing. So there you go. Nice. I love it. Save that for you. Me, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, what, chocolate cake. You know, it's it's mm. this is liquefied chocolate cake with alcohol in it is what it is, and it's amazing. I, I, I'm loving it. I'm just impressed. I mean, there gets a, to be a point of, uh, you know, like a, uh, escaping me the, the proper terminology, but a tipping point where if your beer gets hyped to a certain degree, at some point, the enjoyment actually comes down because you're expecting it sure. to be the best thing in the world. Each year, these guys keep killing it. Yeah. So I think they're going to keep getting that title. Uh, and if you go on their website, they're like, you know, we're not saying we're the best, but all these people are, you right. know, and they, so, and they list out 60 different accolades. Yeah. You're so, thinking uh, of the law of diminishing returns. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So Mike. for anybody who's been to Portillo's, Todd, I'm sure you eat there every day being from Chicago. Sure. I eat there every time I'm there. This is the Portillo's chocolate cake, alcoholic chocolate cake shake. Wow. Uh, okay. Beer version of the chocolate cake shake from Portillo's. I'm smelling the it's coconut. It's amazing. You smell the cocoa? Up, I can I can pick up the coconut. Oh, coconut. Where okay. Coconut Portillo's, and the cocoa. They make uh, Mike. They make a milkshake where they literally toss a piece of chocolate cake in wow. into yeah. the milkshake. Uh, oh, that's mixing. that's the best. Yes. It's, 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 uh, I'm it's not amazing. sure why we didn't go there last time I came to Chicago. I mean, <laughs> now I now I'm getting annoyed. Okay, he's saving it for <laughs> when you come to Chicago for realsies. Now Gio Setti is saying, okay, your jelly jar theory is correct, but do you guma has two separate meanings. So we're gonna have to Ooh. learn more about that. Unless um, I'm reading it wrong, it says that Susie Coco was the originator of that phrase. Where, where does it say that? Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen. Let's. Uh, Todd, what's your first beer tonight, my friend? Uh, so I've got a uh, I got a two step of my own from one of our favorite <laughs> breweries, which is Oma Gang. Mm. We're really talking about the Hall of Fame. This is up in Cooperstown, New York. That's right. Starting off on a lighter foot uh, with uh, with their pale sour. This is something I picked up at Benny's the other day. Uh, it's just a, a nice, easy drinking sour, and uh, it's it's delicious. It's delectable. And six point nine. It's 
you know, on the heavier side for it's us. Delightful, it's still lovely. We're warming up to to something with a little bourbon, a little barrel uh, coming up on uh, as soon as I go off to grab it out of the fridge. Okay, so you're actually drinking them in the in the the correct order. We're going reverse. We're going to go with something a little lighter. We started with this twelve percent right here. That's smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I just want to thank you for the reads. Yeah. So thank for you those so of much. you who who don't know, uh, you know, and I'm a good, I'm a big fan of uh, ginger beer. Um, Reese actually has two. They have the regular ginger beer, which you're made by redheads, right? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, they have two. They have the regular ginger beer, and then you got to see extra well, ginger this is brew, extra. This is extra, which yeah. has a good bite to it. And for those of you who uh, who just enjoy ginger beer, this is the one to get. And if you enjoy Moscow Mules, I'll just mention that as well. Okay, so um, and Bundaberg, <laughs> try Bundaberg. So let's, excellent. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about our top three this week, guys. Oh boy. Okay, we had a big, big response to top three. We uh, we put it out to a few different panels, a few different Facebook groups. Of course, it's always on my page, the Point Blank page, uh, Instagram. It, it, it's out there. We always put it out a few days ahead of time. And this time we did top three 90s hip-hop songs. Top three 90s hip-hop songs. And let me get you the count. It wasn't quite as many as last week. Last week was the second most we had ever gotten, where we did top three non-Rocky Stallone movies. We had over 600. But this week is still a robust showing of 512. Whoa. That's crazy. Okay, so... It's maybe the first time we see 512 different songs. There's a lot of choices here. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of choices, but there are there it does start to coalesce. When you okay, start good. getting that many, you're gonna see some of them start to pop up a lot. We have a unified champion. It was not I would say instead of a majority, it's a plurality. Okay. But um and and the number one in the point blank fan, viewer, and listener vote is not a song that I would have thought would be in the top three. Cool. So, right. so, so, so right. to me, this was a surprise. Right. To you guys, it might not be. So, why don't we start with the person that uh, in high school in the '90s I was listening to '90s hip hop with? That's going to be Todd Sullivan. We're going to start with you first, my friend. All right, I've, you, you pick this category. It's right in my wheelhouse. I've got a lot of thoughts. I'll try to keep it relatively brief. It's okay, man. Have... We got no guests tonight. Go yeah, for it. Have... I've only got four honorable mentions and, and three <laughs> call-outs for my Mount Rushmore before I get into my three picks. Oh, so my God. We, we'll, be, we'll be quick. I just, so I, I ran off to grab my, my second beer. I don't know if you, if you touched on this just now. I heard you talking about the fan favorites. Uh, I, I try to go against the grain of my normal picks, which are to usually pick the, the sort of Homer most popular uh, expected choices. So instead of doing that, I'll do that as a side thing. I'm going to call these the Mount Rushmore picks of this category which i think are some something from uh from biggie from dre and snoop and from tupac right so the biggie is probably my, my guess is those three are in the top three or four or five of the of the user poll um i'd put hypnotize in there juicy or big papa from, okay. from biggie all of those are, are are mega hits the best of biggie um, hypnotize probably my favorite <laughs> of the three uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop, nothing but a G yeah. thing. Ni 1992 the from The kid. Chronic. I also love Dre Day, the Easy E parody video. Get yourself a new car, big screen TV. Uh, that was that was a huge a huge uh, favorite of mine back in the day. And then uh, Tupac featuring Dr. Dre. John, I can remember California. the day we watched the oh, yeah. unveiling of that video at 
in in your living room at 310 Clove. Tupac California feature. Love. Okay, yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, that was one of the biggest playing. video premieres. It was, it was that and Michael Jackson's Black and White were like the two That's biggest right. video premieres of all time. I remember watching it as well. Cold Frog, Tupac, yes. Tupac had just gotten out of jail. And it, as you say, it was a highly hyped uh, music video, iconic uh, iconic video, Mad Max kind of takeoff. And uh, so that that was in what ninety six. So that that's those those three artists and those three songs or four song whatever I just named I think are up there. But um, that's what I'm not going with. My honorable mentions are. <laughs> that's where you're not going. With. <laughs> that's where you're not going. That's his Mount Rushmore. Those my that's my Mount Rushmore. My three my honorable mentions. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a I'm, I'm a sucker for some digital underground Humpty Dance. Oh, uh, this fucker, Burger King. To, to my wife's uh, chagrin, she knows that I will sing it word you know end to end anytime it comes on the radio in the car or in unfortunately for her in public. I, uh, Mike, uh, his, his nose is big. Mike once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Yeah, he did. Uh, so so that's one. Um, oh my God. Is that wrong? No. Right. It's just he, um, so right. Yeah. And he also it loves. Don't get a, no writer. He also loves the Whopper. Fuck the Big Mac. There you go. Oh. Actually, before we went on the air, that's exactly what he was saying. <laughs> I, I was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That's that's my plan all the time. Keeping it real. Yeah. Got to give some love to, in my mind, the quintessential summertime uh, jam, which is. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Princess Summertime. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's not the last oh, you'll hear of that. That's not the last right, you'll hear right. of that. Interesting. Got to give love to um, my boy from 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 Queens, from LL Cool J. Mama said, knock you out. Mm. I think I'm going to bomb a town is just a fantastic just line. Just get down, man. Out back in the 90s. Um, and then I got to give love to um, to to you know, <laughs> so my man who looks uh, you know uh, probably the closest the person I look the close the most like amongst this list, which is Eminem. Um, and you know his album Slim uh, Slim Shady LP came out in '99, so just barely makes Ooh. the cut. But I'm gonna call out just the performance specifically at the 2000 VMAs, the Slim Shady Way I Am, where he had the hundred lookalikes coming in from outside to inside. So not the performance was- at the 2020. Uh, Academy Awards. That's not the one that you're referencing. That was last week. Redo. Yeah, okay. Redo. So those are my those are my honorable mentions. But my top three. Oh my god. Uh, to go. And we're red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, real quick. My t- my top three. Uh, one of my favorite uh, rap bands, House of Pain. Uh, jump around is obviously a, a complete standard, but I'll try to go for you a little bit uh, a little bit off the off the uh, the mainstream track and give you top of the morning. Um, okay. You know, they just got some fantastic rhymes throughout that. I duck and I swing. Next thing you jaw is broken, punk. I ain't joking. You may be choking on a fistful of nothing. Meanwhile, be puffing on a fat blunt. What punk? You don't know to half. So that's one of my favorites. Um, they've got a, a couple versions of it. And top of the morning, House of Pain, number three. Number two, and all three of these I pick partly because I just love them. I play them every time I, I hear them. But I also picked out a favorite line or uh, that, that just kills it for me <laughs> from each of them. Dang. Number two, DMX. Dude came prepared. Party up. 1999, then there was X. Ooh, I didn't uh, realize that oh. was 90s. Okay. Yeah, that was 90s. Again, just making the cut. And uh, one of my favorite lines in that one, well, I mean, that's it's... about to go missing. You know who's going to find it? <laughs> An you? old man fiction. Fantastic. What are, no, no, that's not a joke. That's one of the best written lines ever. Great call. <laughs> it's like Shakespeare, DMX. You got it. <laughs> I feel you, bro. Go ahead. And number one, 
this is from 1994. Fantastic video filmed, I think, um, maybe by the Santa Monica Pier. And I know there's a pier. There's water and a pier in, in the mix there. This is Gangstar featuring Nice and Smooth Go ahead. with Dwick. You know it. Lemonade was a popular drink. And, and it, it still, still is. is. I get more props and stunts than Bruce Willis. I mean, that's uh, you, you can't get much better than that. So that's your that's, no, listen. Oh, that's, awesome. That's all I'm going to say. Here. Super awesome. Some of your songs were a little bit more obscure. Some of yours we're going to hear again. But my main point of contention is when you said the rapper from the 90s that you most resemble Eminem. is Eminem. And not Vanilla Ice. And, 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 I'm not even going to go Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I'm going to go Toronto's own snow, okay? Snow. I mean, who, who's more snow than Todd Sully Sullivan? But um, but that's okay. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And uh, and you did you did you, you brought it home there at number one. So great call. All right. So now we're going to move through my own time travel story here. I started at early '90s with Todd. Late '90s, mid late '90s. Now I'm in college, and I'm partying with Momo, my main man here. Okay, so now let's go to you and hear who your top three oh. hip hop artists of the '90s are. All right, well I've got one um, honorable mention, and we played him to start the uh, the podcast the tonight. That's uh, Bismarcky. You Ooh. got what I need. <laughs> now <laughs> to get to the top three, number three. Uh, comes to you from Redman. Time for some action. Oh yeah! Now, if you know hip hop, um, yeah, yeah, that used to be me and Mike's. Uh, we used to start off the Ming and Mike show with that one until I found the uh, the hip hop version wow. of the, the Gatorade like Mike. Uh, yeah, well, that one's of course. That's yeah, great. yeah, that's how we used to start it off. Just because uh, we would go at like nine in the morning. Yeah, it's like we need something to wake everybody yeah. up. To Let's it. get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Introducing in this core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. really, really at awesome. you going. Yeah. They, they yeah. name check New Jersey in that, I believe. So okay, yeah, I yeah. believe so, or Philly, or yeah, nice. Yeah, East Coast. <laughs> you can't have a top three without Naughty by Nature. Okay. No, the oh, prides yeah. of East Orange, New Jersey, everybody. Illtown. Exactly. exactly. Ill-town. And, and actually, you know, they, they were the ones who who uh, helped to inspire Eminem. Sure. A lot of, a oh, lot of other. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, he loved it. Yeah. Okay. So for me, it's not it's not OPP. It's uh, everything's going to be all right. And wow. if you listen to that song, it's just, it it's profound and it's sad that it's still... It still means something today. You know, every word of it is still true. Well, Mo. So, yeah. It's, I, I'm uh, going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. There's yeah. a lot of naughty by nature on this list. Uh-huh. Okay? But you're not the only one who even voted for everything's going to be all right. So, okay. great call there. Wow. Johnson, is the mother still in a recovery room? Yes, Dr. Yeah, and so. There we go. Yeah, and so this, you can play this at any, any year, any decade, and, you know, Unfortunately, I think you can play it over the next 20 or 30 years. It'll still be uh, nice. Yeah. Anyway. Great and call. The last one. All right. It's uh, It was on Todd's Mount Rushmore. Uh-oh. But this is the this is like calling out Babe Ruth, you know, as the all-time favorite. It's, it's got to be Biggie. Okay. And it's Juicy. Yeah. Juicy. All right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. What, what's a, what's a what's a good part of Juicy? What do you, you know? Give me give me give me a Todd like lyric here. Can we do something like that, or we sip champagne for our birthday, or something like that? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. we sip champagne for our birthday. 
<laughs> sounds, sounds just like the man. I mean, he's killing it. Well, listen, I just I, I make the list. I can't can't sing it. I all mean, right. it, the, the opening line. It was all a dream. Used to read yeah. Word Up magazine. Yeah. Super Pepper said, "Sets the scene right there, man." Yeah. Kill, Super kill, Nintendo yeah. Sega Genesis <laughs> before we had history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say what? Yeah. Now, uh, great list, and I and I love that you didn't go all. You know, super big hits, super awesome. Um, but now we're going to go through my own personal time travel. going to continue. So now here's the thing, right? So now who did I meet next? Actually, it was Mike from Shopping in the Stash. Mike's there behind the register. Uh, got suggestions from him. This is before we knew each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, Mike, I'm going to turn to you next, my friend, and say, who are your top three hip-hop songs of the 90s? Here we go. Uh, Regulate by Warren oh, G. Nice. And, yeah. and Nate Dogg. Uh, oh, yeah. What, what movie soundtrack was that? Yep, yep, yep. Hit that oh, Young Guns Two, Young Guns Two. And <laughs> Oddly enough, never saw Young Guns Two. What? Nope. Okay, all right. I had no need to. Okay. Okay. Regulators. My number two is. Sorry. Not that it's, song. It's Cream by Wu-Tang. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's the first appearance the of the Wu, but it's not going to be the last. You got it, Toddy. <laughs> and my number one was Shimmy Shimmy Ya by Old Dirty Bastard. Wow. wow. He's got two Wu. In the top three. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Wow. Now Somebody you, loves Staten Island, man. Th- I can yeah, see that, yeah, man. Playing to the crowd. Maybe if you had grown up there, you wouldn't, but that's okay. All right. That's all right. <laughs> I was kissing some ass, but what, um, what can I say? Great great call. Um, uh, there's Cream is well represented on the list. Uh, shimmy, shimmy, y'all, less so, but it's a very fun and very entertaining song. And, of course, we all miss him uh, uh, very, very much. Uh, and remember his original who knows? Who, what was his original name when he joined the Wu-Tang? Before he was the old dirty bastard and way before he was Big Baby Jesus. Oh, I thought it was Big Baby Jesus. The first song they record, he name checks himself. Okay, maybe he's signaling what's coming up next, but... Russell Tyrone James? It was... Jones? Asan Unique. Asan Unique. Okay, I'm telling you, this is... The, we'll do it. Maybe I'll do the Wu-Tang as my combat trivia topic the next time we do it, it'll be next year. But but uh, but in, in any event, that's a great pick, Mike. And so now we're going to move on to my main Ming over here. Ming Chen, your top three hip-hop songs of the 90s. All right, I got a couple honorable mentions. This is just too tough to pick three. But uh, coming on the honorable mention, I only have four. Uh, Slam by Onyx. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you oh, could call them one-hit wonders, but then they came with Slam Harder <laughs> yeah, well. a couple years later. <laughs> Who slams harder? Onyx or Vince Carter? Little, maybe a little dated reference. But, uh, no, he's still in the NBA. He's playing yeah. in his fourth decade. So yeah, all right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, uh, again, the Pride's of East Orange, New Jersey. But o- OPP. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, come on. Uh, De La Soul, Break of Dawn. Oh. I <laughs> guess some De La Soul in there. That's, that's out on no. the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Absolutely. And then uh, shout out to our man, Christian Cordez, PM Dawn. Yes. Set Adrift Out Memory Bliss. Good, good, good. Good good one. Good one. But uh, top three, uh, uh, Tribe Called Quest. Uh, Mm -hmm. Many, 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 many songs. I'll go with Can I I Kick It, though. Okay. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, awesome. Yes, you can. Uh, Big, Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, Juicy, of Mm -hmm. course. That's, uh, that's, I mean, yeah, that. That's got to be on everybody's top three, in my opinion. And Public Enemy, Fight the Power yes, from the uh, yes. Do the Right Thing 
soundtrack kind of set off the whole chain of events in that movie. But oh. um, yeah, I was lucky enough. Uh, L.A. Comic Con one year, I can't remember if you guys were there or not. They had an after party, um, and at typical the L.A. style. It was the after party band was the Black Eyed Peas, no Fergie. Uh, which so oh, but you had uh, um, Apple D app, yeah, and um, yeah, the rest of them, yeah, uh, they're coming out of the comic that year, which is why they're playing the after party, <laughs> and they're like, hey, everybody, we we're, we'd like to bring out a couple special guests. Please welcome Daryl McDaniel from DMC. Please welcome Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. What? Uh, please welcome, I believe, his Grandmaster Flash. And they played all their hits. It was you got like seventies, eighties, nineties. They got it all right there. It was insane, and I was like, I will never see a concert like this ever again. Wow! And uh, that's yeah, nope. back in uh, the the glory days of uh, Stanley's yeah. Kamikaze LA Comic-Con. Stanley's Kamikaze. I think it was second year. I was there. Yes. Brian was there. I believe Brian. Yeah, we were, we we've done yeah. almost all of them. So yeah, yeah. I were you at the were you at that concert? I was. Okay, you didn't go to bed? No. You sure? Okay, good. No, no. Because that was a hell of a concert. That was great. That was a hell of a concert. Um, anyways, those are my top three with a few. Well, listen, that uh, is great. Yeah. I think this is a case where um, I do want to, well, when I give the fan votes in a minute, it's just there's so many great selections. I do want to give a little bit more than the top three, just to be fair. Uh, but anyway, I'll give my own top three. Um so 1992, I'm a senior at Curtis High School, Staten Island, USA. And everybody's just losing their minds. You can get the tape. You get the tape. You get, I'm like, what tape? The Jerky Boys tape? What tape are we doing here? Right? Because that, that had been the previous big tape to go. Yeah, Red's right. two-bar right. tape. Well, that's on the flip side. Of course. You know it. And so, women, we got no pool room here. So, in any event, um, rip Red. So, no, the tape, the tape was a single that was blowing people's minds. And that single was called Protect Your Neck. Okay? <laughs> and that ushered in the Wu-Tang era. Now, that, that 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 tape was then uh, recorded, I guess professionally and on the flip side of it was uh, was a song Method Man. Okay, and with that, the career was launched. Of course, the next year, their album came out, Entered the 36 Chambers. So my number three is from that album. It's not either of those two songs, which they're both great. I mean, you know, they're you guys shout, shout outs to Tevin Campbell. I mean, the whole thing. It's great. But mine is... Um, Mine is the mystery of chess boxing. Okay, for me, this is the woo hitting their stride. You got all nine members dropping verses. Yes, I know. I'm not counting unofficial 10th member Capadonna. But um, you must think first before you move. Okay, and, and listen, wiser words were never said. Um Unbelievable song, and and it's brought home, of course, by Master Killer, aka Noodles, at the end. And uh, it's just, I love this song. I mean, just every guy gets a moment to shine. Obviously, you God gets a smallest amount. That whole first album, you God was actually in jail, so he only get the Golden Arms, they call him. He only gets a few bars on each song, but uh, but this is my favorite. And 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 you know, we talked about this before. We did best albums, like top to bottom. Right. People yeah. said it's impossible. Enter the Thirty Six Chambers was yeah. my number. One, I mean, come on, because man. from the beginning to the end, you got the skits. You keep feeding them and feeding them. The whole thing, man. Anyway, that's my number three. My number two. I almost made it through a top three with none of you guys picking any of mine. 
Oh. Uh, but Todd ruined it. Oh. Okay, I've got a special connection. As he does. To this, well, I mean, of course. <laughs> to this particular song, it's my, my A number one karaoke performance. Sometimes I even dress in character. Oh, no. But it is the Humpty Dance oh. by the Digital Underground. I know, Mo, you've seen me do it plenty of times. Uh, do it just as a different story. But, you know, it's crazy that I was 41 years old. 41 years old when I found out my dreams were shattered. Yeah. That Humpty Hump was not real. It was Shock G the whole time in the glasses and a nose. I didn't know it. I see him in the video. They're both in the video. I watched the movie Nothing But Trouble with Chevy Chase right. and Dan Aykroyd. They're both in the movie. Why would I even suspect that Humpty Hump was Shock G in an outfit, in a character? But you know what? He is. He was. And I don't give a flying yeah, F. Why should you? you? Know, John, I got to tell you one other thing. Did you know that he sang on Do What You Like? Yeah. He's the one who said to scrap him in the biscuits. Okay? And actually, Todd, I think we both had that album, Sex Package, if you remember correctly. Hell yeah, I did. Um, so, uh, which is about as close to sex as either one of us would get for another 10 years. I would imagine. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah there's no sex packets going on that, there. That, that, no that. sex packets on this end. No. But uh, that's my number two. Here's my number one. Love it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. My number one. Why don't we start this way? Okay. Who can who can name for me all the members of the rap group? Leaders of the new school. Who can name for me all the members of that group? I'm just glad this isn't combat trivia. Yeah, no, that, that was not my combat trivia. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, what you should be able to answer is their breakout star. Okay, which is Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Buster yeah. Rhymes. Okay, aka Whoopi Goldberg. I can see it. I can see it. A.K.A. Richard Sherman. Okay, so now we're getting crazy. Okay, so you, so this is what I'm saying. Okay, for me, the number one song of the night, the, the number one hip hop. Someone's on Wikipedia. <laughs> The number one hip-hop song of the 90s is, of course, A Tribe Called Quest, but it's A Tribe Called Quest featuring leaders of the new school. And this song is Scenario. I mean, you got to put Good. this one on. I Listen, will. the song is phenomenal. The What's the scenario? Yes, yes, Mo successfully quoted a line from this. That was good, Mo. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. I mean, the video, it's like you were watching some sort of like TV machine that was like changing images. They were like overlays. It was obviously a time of very unsophisticated CGI and graphics. But but at the time, it was mind-blowing. used to watch this on public access TV in New York, video box one late at night because that's the only time they would put any kind of hip-hop on same same way that mtv would put yo mtv raps on for 30 minutes at 12 30 a.m but in any event uh fat five freddy north kakalaka and compton <laughs> and here's the thing this song has five great 
uh, verses. Okay, five, five great uh, uh, rappers or you know raps. So you've got obviously Five Dog. You've got uh, Q-Tip. Okay, right. and then uh, at the end, bringing it home. Of course, you got Buster Rhymes. Yes, but two of the best verses in this jam are from two guys that we never heard from again: Charlie Brown and Dinko D from Leaders of the New School. <laughs> Where are you now? Point blank ass new segment, Todd. Where are you now? Get on it. Where are you now? Featuring uh, Dinko D. I, I want to know. Okay. I oh, here we go. New York, North Carolina, and Compton. And so, listen. At my prom, nineteen ninety three. They played a whole bunch of songs. They played Onyx Slam. We all went crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, they played. Uh, <laughs> they played. Um, they played uh, Naughty by Nature. Uh, OPP. Everyone, yeah, everyone yeah. was having fun. But but when this song came on, everybody lost their minds. We were on the nice. boat, the Spirit of New York. I thought it was going to capsize. Wow. I'm not kidding you. All right. Wow. Anyway, that's my number one. Here's you, the Point Blank fan, viewer, listener. Before we get to that, because I, I have was no say, idea what's coming. Yes. You threw- Not one thing from Beastie Boys. I know. Amazing. No, I know. No, I know. Nah. No, but, but tough, man. Not yeah. from us. So we're, we're, there's we're there one job. Yeah, I, I got ahead. another one to throw in there. The uh, you reminded me with Buster Rhymes and talking about a Murderer's Row mashup. Go ahead. Several people that, that have been mentioned: Notorious B.I.G., LL Cool J, Rampage, Buster Rhymes, and all brought together by Craig Mack. <clears throat> another great party song, "Flavor in Your Ear." Oh, oh yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And it did get a few votes. It doesn't even crack. However, the, uh, the remix, the remix version. But yes, yeah, I'm gonna. Busta do... has a great, great set in that one. Anyway, okay. So what I'm gonna do though is just because there's so many great, great songs, I'm gonna quickly rattle off our top ten, tied for okay. number ten. This is you, the point blank fan, viewer, listener vote. By the way, what is Christian Cordes saying? Uh, Christian Cordes just tuning in from the uh, Shared Your Universe love. Boardwalk Studio. He's live. at Shared Universe South He's right at now. Shared Universe South right now, <laughs> tuning in live to Point Blank and, and 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 chiming in. And he goes, "My favorite tribe video." Besides, yeah, a scenario. Oh, there we go. Thank you, thank you. Besides, we got the jazz and bugging out. All right, here we go. Here's our point blank fan viewer listener top three. But we're gonna start with the top ten. Number coming in at number ten with thirteen votes apiece. Wu Tang Clan Triumph, which of course was their first single off their second album, Wu Tang Forever, 1995, and then Beastie Boys Sabotage. So you oh. just said it, Mo, from your mouth. To the point blank fan viewer listeners' ears, they each got 13 votes. Coming in in ninth place, ninth place with 14 oh. votes. Tag team, whoop, there it is, okay? Which I don't know, 95. Official song of the Saints? Tag team. Ni- 95 South with whoop, there it is. They may have a, a bone to pick there, but I'm not going to arbitrate that one. 14 votes, Wu Tang Clan, Cream. Cash rules everything around me. That's Strong. what Mike. Always says, <laughs> okay. Com- coming in at fourteen, Biggie, hypnotize, and fourteen votes again for. Let's see. Oh no, that's it. Just those three. One, two, three. Fourteen votes. Tag team, hypnotize, and uh, and, and cream. There coming in at eighth place. Fifteen votes apiece. 
Gangstar Dwick. I think this song is underappreciated. Come on. Definitely should have been higher. It came in eighth place, but you're going to see there's just a lot of great songs, man. Yeah. And and then some not great songs like the one I'm about to say, but apparently a lot of people liked it. Salt and Pepper Shoop. Okay, so Shoop <laughs> ties with Shoop Gangstar for eighth place. That's just getting Deadpool, dead, a little Deadpool bump. That's what that's called. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Okay, coming in at seventh place with 17 votes apiece, two songs, Biggie, Big Papa, Wu-Tang, Method Man. Sixth place, 19 votes, two live crew, Misa Horny. What? Wow. Uh, I kind of for, oh, forgot about that song. Love you oh, long maybe time. the only X-rated song over 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 a No, I, I uh, listen. No. I came in sixth place, fifth place with twenty votes. Mike, what did Nate Dogg and Warren G got to do? You tell me, buddy. They got to regulate, man. They got to regulate. I I made it? Nice. You got it. You came in place. Coming in in fourth place with 22 votes apiece. Okay, and this is just outside our top three. We're getting too live in here. This is my um, this is my internet jukebox pick every time when I walk into like a bar with one of the internet jukeboxes. Two live crew. Is the first one? Is well, the first thing? Because then I you're going to look around the room, see how everyone reacts, and you know what kind of place you're in. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Man, that's a great strategy, man. It, it is. Yeah. Did you just do that on your recent trip? Uh, I did many times. <laughs> oh, more than once. Okay. More than once. Yeah. If you, uh, at the end of the year, they, they they add up the stats of which song you played the most. That's definitely right at the top. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Keep the royalty checks going. There. All right. Listen. Here's our fourth place. These two songs. With 22 votes apiece, we're just outside the top three. Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg, nothing but a G-thang. And Naughty by Nature, OPP. 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 Okay. By the way. How can you explain it? Todd, and this is a little something. Todd, (laughs) (laughs) got to take it frame by frame. So, so, So Todd and I went to high school for four years. But then I went to another high school for two years. As most people do. But then I went to another high school for two years. So uh, Hunter, of course, starts in seventh grade. At my graduation ceremony in 1993 at Curtis High School, they played Pomp and Circumstance. They played Sunrise, Sunset. Mm-hmm. And they played Naughty by Nature Hip Hop Hooray. And so that did not happen at Hunter, I'm wagering. But in any event, uh, <laughs> OPP is what comes number four. Here we go. Number three, a song none of us mentioned. Sir Mix-A-Lot, Baby Got yeah, Back. Wow. Okay? With 25 votes. We need a recount. Coming in at number two with 28 votes, Tupac, California Love. And coming in at number one. Oh my God. Becky, look at <laughs> <laughs> Seattle's own right there, man. She looks like one of those. A tall prostitute. Man, I remember that video. That was yeah. fun times. Coming in at number one with 30 like votes. Okay. So, so, by the way, this was pretty close because second yeah. place at 28. Sometimes we see number one far outpacing it. But here, it just edged it by two votes. Number one, Biggie. Juicy. It's got a lot of you guys called it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I mean, it is a great song, but um, that was our number one from you, the Point Blank fans, viewers, listeners. Thanks for your votes. What I am going to do, however, 
is just tell you real quickly the guys that got on here. This is kind of like a secondary thing who had the most songs on here. No, okay. Rob McCool told me, by the way, it's impossible to pick just one of your favorites. I mean, he was he was torn by this. That's what Rob always says. Uh-huh. Albums, he goes, impossible. We got to give a shout out to Lauren Danino for saying Wonderwall uh, by Ooh. Oasis. <laughs> still- and, and George for, hey, how about George Pitbull? Had, yeah, George had, had, had six, six he Oh, the worldwide right there. Okay. So Biggie, by the way, placed three songs on the list with Juicy, Hypnotize, and Big Papa. Dre Witt Snoop. Okay, that's an artist. Dre with Snoop had nothing but a G-Thang and Deep Cover, which I actually remember was billed as Dr. Dre introducing Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. You put a 187 on an undercover cop. Naughty by Nature had three on here. OPP, Hip Hop Hooray, Everything is Gonna Be All Right. Uh, uh, by the way, we should mention PM Dawn said a drift of memory bliss did have six votes. Public Enemy had two on here. Fight the Power and 911 is a joke. Salt and Pepper had two. Shoop, we already mentioned. The other one is None of Your Business. What but, a man. but the winner is with seven different songs placing. Anyone want to guess? Seven different songs placed. All right. Did you say Wu-Tang already? I didn't. Well, it's got to be Wu-Tang. It man. is the Wu-Tang be- Clan, man. Wow. You had Method Man, Cream, Triumph, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, Protect Your Neck, Bring the Ruckus, and Mystery of Chess Boxing. Chess, chess Boxing? Chess Boxing. Oh, Mangalation. <laughs> All got votes. So they get that secondary title. They get the secondary title. But the big winner tonight is Biggie, but uh, he's not with us to celebrate. Okay, folks. It's been long promised. It's been long delayed. Oh, but no it's way. back, baby. But we're going to have to shove it off for one more week because I got to go. No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh, oh man. No. My Excellent. No. Good job, Mike. All right. <laughs> so glad to do it. You, you guys should talk about your second beer before, I, before you make I, this I know you left the Impractical <laughs> Jokers premiere party early, <laughs> but you're not leaving this party early. No, no I'm not. not you. Mike, you got me, bro. You got, you got me. Him good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, so you know what, Mike's right. We'll just take a All little. Kidding aside, though, yeah. yeah, we're gonna. Well, let's push it off then. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna. <laughs> Ming here, take one of these. Okay, holy So crap. the second beer we're drinking. <laughs> What's the ABV on this one? Because that last one's kicking my ass. Ninety-six percent. Right the last alcohol. one. The last one was twelve percent. This one's. This one's no, half. It's only six. It's okay, only six. Gonna... So if you drink Two both of these, if you drink both of these, you'll get the same effect. Right. Okay. This is from our friends up north in Carlstadt, Bolero Ooh. Snort. We got Bob Scott. Adrian, Alex, the whole crew. Uh, congrats, by the way, on the opening. I, I do want to do. Oh boy, that's beer all over the place. No, I didn't okay, open it. Okay, okay. Good. I Sorry, do want to take Point there. Blank up there uh, with one of these mobile podcasting setups and do something up in their their great facility. But anyway, it's our boys at Bolero Snort. This is Fruity Pebbles. Pebbles, you know, maintaining their bull or cow pun, and um, so it's an IPA. And they use lime zest. They use milk sugar. Oh, and they, oh, oh, oh. Okay, oh well, somebody, you dropped it on the floor. Somebody's never opened a carbonated can oh before. Oh, my God. So, so, again, they use lime zest. Oh, they use milk sugar in this IPA. And they also, of course, put some of the cereal in the mash. So uh, I can tell you that in the past... Thanks. I've had what I call the breakfast of champions, and Ming, I'm sure you would appreciate a similar breakfast, which is a Fruity Pebbles donut oh. from Broad Street Doco yes. paired with a Fruity Pebbles beer from Bolero Snort. Did I, I forgot I, to tell you, I ran out of milk one time 
for breakfast and I had cornflakes and this is back beer? in my yeah absolutely oh, beer. Just, but this oh, is yeah. a while ago this is oh this is back in the drinking days yeah okay over um, 20 years ago well over yeah what beer did you use in your what ser- and what cereal uh, no was not it? schlitz no it was uh cornflakes uh, kellogg's cornflakes and uh peels I, it would that would have been a good cornflake <laughs> eaten beer um no i think it was budweiser okay Oh, the king of beers. Uh, well, beer. yeah, I guess. Mm. Actually, a friend of mine, she's a friend of the program as Man. well. Yeah, of course. Uh, Audra Gazinia, she's um, she, she's a, a, a real big presence in the craft beer community. She at one time was the controller, the financial controller at Dogfish Head Brewery oh, down, oh. In, down in Delaware. And then she since has, uh, has gone private with her own... A craft beer consulting service called Brewed for Her Ledger. Give her a shout out, Audra Brewed for Her Ledger. And she helps breweries like Ross Brewing who are starting out get all your financials in order so that way you can go out and get a loan and get investors and that sort of thing. And then for ongoing existing breweries, you know, she'll come in and help you. There we go. Nice, nice glass, Todd. She'll come in and do a, you know, do financial audits and help you with that sort of stuff. But in any event, she had a pretty funny story. She, uh, her luggage is covered in just all sorts of labels from all craft breweries from around the country. And uh, and she's been in the brewing industry, you know, for, for going on two decades almost. And so she was just coming from, uh, from, from the Midwest, coming back home. She lives in the Carolinas. And some guy at the airport sees her luggage. He's like, huh, what are you, like a, like a like beer or something? And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, uh, what's this sticker? You know, whatever it is. I don't recognize this brewery. You know, where do you, uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you drink it? And whatever one, her latest sticker or whatever she had there, you know, she mentioned, I don't know who it was, but he's like, well, you know me, I'm in brewing. You know, I work in St. Louis for a little brewery you may have heard, heard of called oh Budweiser. And she's like, oh. I'm sorry. And she left. And the guy was like, so what he thought was going to like impress her and try to diss on her, you know, in a little bit of mansplaining or something like that. And she just slipped it on him and the guy was flabbergasted. But in any event, we are supporting our craft breweries here in New Jersey. Todd, what are you drinking out there? I told you, I've got a, I've got a twofer on Oma gang. So number two is one that, um, I started out with the pale ale and progressing to one that we've had you and I several times over. Three mm. Philosophers, oh. which is a, uh, a a Belgian quadruple, quadruple. ale mixed with, mixed with a creek cherry ale. Yeah, buddy. But this one <laughs> is a twist on that. This is the bourbon barrel. What? Three Philosophers. Whoa. I've never had that. Sold in cans. You're so they take the Three Philosophers and then they toss it into freshly emptied bourbon barrels for six months. Mm. And it just, it it's it's nice. I got to I got to say. It's, uh, I mean, the, the, the cherry quadru- quadruple combo is, yeah. is really good to start with, but you just get a nice little whiskey kind of finish on uh, and smooth end on the on the back there. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a winner. Did you get that through Tavor, or was that a local pickup? Or? No, just they had this in, in four packs at Binnie's. Whoa, let me see that glass you're drinking from right there. Do I recognize that sailboat? It's a very tasteful glass. That is a very... It's a, it's a tulip. It's a, it's a little, I uh, see that, that there. Oh, oh nice. I know that. I've seen that boat before. Nice, my friend. 
You're looking yes. good. All right, that boat's going to be like the uh, the Rook Crow. That's what's going to you're going to see it everywhere. <laughs> okay, good call there. It's already in Chicago. Um, Ming, did you get a chance to try this Fruity Pebbles beer? Yet? I did. It's all over my face right now because it exploded. <laughs> it's it very smells, very. It smells amazing. It's very good. Yeah, it's, it, it does. It's all over my very head. very. Yeah. Good. I mean, listen, this is you know you can you can you heard pe- it here first, Todd. You can write it off as like a gimmick or something, but but you'd be wrong to do so. This is a, a very innovative beer. Um, you know they've done a Lucky Charms version as well, uh, so they're onto something here. Uh, I really root for these guys; they're good guys, and uh, and they make great beer. And this is just another example of one. Uh, I've enjoyed it many, many times, but I wanted to have one here on the air. Um, you know, only because you mentioned Oma Gang. Long been a fan. Mo, you remember this? We went up there a couple I of years do. ago, yeah. And and their brewmaster Phil Liner, and he is a brewmaster. He's not a head brewer, right? Ross Brewing. We have, we have a head brewer. Okay. Uh, uh, Phil Liner's a brewmaster. That's that's another level. It's another designation that you mm-hmm. reach with time time in service. And he blew us away because we we ate everything, we drank everything. You know, they had that restaurant there, the the Belgian, the pump frites, the whole thing. And then the bill, whatever it was, was like five hundred dollars. And we went to pay, and uh, it was the three of us, of course. It was uh, my brother Tom, Lenny Dexter did not join us. He didn't know. We would see him later that night for poker. He was waiting for us back at the ranch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but but then we went to pay, and they're like, no. It's it's covered. Phil covered it for you, so it was very classy. Wow! And so yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, so we asked them for a couple of t-shirts and, and glass. You know, can you can you throw that? Well, listen, if, right. if the tap's still open, what else can we get? Yeah, what, what else you got? All right, so, so guys, let's get into top. I'm sorry, top three. Let's get into combat trivia okay. here. Ooh, so ooh. listen, guys, let's, for Wu-Tang. let's reframe it. Let's reframe it. Okay, Mike is in the lead alone with by a lot, twenty seven points. Okay. Coming behind him is going to be Todd. Todd is at 21 points. Okay. Coming right behind him, Ming and Mo are tied with 20 points. Okay. And John's bringing up the rear with 19 points. Okay. Not far. Okay. All right. No, yeah. Not far at all. No, but Mike, you got a nice lead here. You're, you're five points ahead of your closest competitor. And, uh, and so, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to adhere to these rules where, you know, this is the first time I've been in a situation, but last place you're going to go first. So for me, my topic that I chose. Was the X Men, and I'm I'm not even saying the X Men movies. I'm saying the X Men, like all the X Men. X Men. There's a lot of them out there, so I understand it's a wide category. But let's see what we can do. And uh, um, who's got a one point question? I assume you have all three of these. (laughs) If you want, sure, (laughs) go for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think Mike, Mike's. I think Mike's talents are wasted on one point questions. Personally, I think well, here, we're going to give you a one point. Anyway. Okay, this go, one's, go, go this for one's it. This one's a semi easy one. Okay, Name. for one point, I would hope so. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, by the way, before you get into it, before you get into it, because it's been such a long time, and we have so many new point blank fans, viewers, and listeners. Let's just talk about it real quick, real Ten, quick. Tens of them, Ten, ones, ones, ones even. Exactly. So combat trivia, okay. Everyone gets asked three questions of one, three, and five point minimum values. The, the point values can be higher at the question asker's discretion, but they can't be any lower than that. One, three, and five um, of escalating difficulty. One would presume, and, um, and and at the end of the when when someone gets to a hundred points, it's over. So this is season two. Mike has a five point lead early on. So at this point, 
based on where we are, Mike's got 20% lead over who's in second place. And so you're going to choose the topic, and then the other point blankers are going to ask you questions from that topic. My topic is X-Men. The one-point question is coming today from Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, one-point question. Please name the original five X-Men and their civilian identities. Okay. So that's 10 things to name. I will give you. To get one point each. <laughs> no, each I'm going to give you. Of a point. I, no, I'm going to give you uh, get this right, and uh, we're going to award you three points. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, so now this is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what you need to come out of last place. So okay. I appreciate yes. that, Mike. Okay. A three point question. Okay, so okay. listen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer the question in this way. I'm going to say it as chronologically in terms of order of publishing. These are the first five X-Men. Now, there have been red guns of classes before that first class etc etc but i'm gonna go with what we're doing your is yours is comic books perfect okay it's so so we're gonna go with cyclops yeah uh, we're, uh and and then we're gonna go with beast and angel and Iceman, or they look more like Snowman back then, and then of course Marvel Girl. Now their identities are going to be for Marvel Girl. That's going to be Jean Grey, mm-hmm. and for Iceman, that's going to be Robert Bobby Drake, and for Beast, that's going to be Doctor Henry Hank McCoy, and for Angel, that's going to be Warren Worthing then the third, and for Cyclops, it's going to be the guy they called him Slim. But it's yes. Scott Summers. Okay. okay. Guess what? And I want to add, there's an additional point goes to you because you threw Slim in there. Oh, oh, right. Very nice. Scott Slim <laughs> Summers. Okay. All right. So we're going to have John yeah, I guess here. that didn't really stick, did it? No, it did right. not. But uh, Wolverine does call Scott Slim a lot. Yeah, yes. he does. Um, but like, um, like mockingly. A, yeah, like yes. dickishly. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Michael. That's uh, the best I've ever done at a one-point question. <laughs> wow. Who's got a three-point question on X-Men? <laughs> Mike? <laughs> I can throw one out there. Oh, you got one? Oh, okay, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm going to take it from you, but I yeah. just got to just mention, Todd, as the only person in the room who worked with me at Marvel Comics on and related to X-Men, <laughs> disappointed you haven't vocalized anything so far. Mo, go ahead, my friend. You one question so far. And you're 0 for 1. A, you're 0 for 1 in asking. I had a one-pointer. Oh, okay, well, listen, I'm glad Mike went. I'll put it that way, okay? <laughs> go ahead. Which X-Men's member's brother is Captain Britain? Okay, that's a great question. Thank you. And it's great because I know the answer. Okay, okay? so Captain Britain, as you know, defined for this question, is going to be Brian Braddock. So his sister is Elizabeth Betsy Braddock, also known as the X-Man or X-Woman, Psylocke. Okay, thank you, you Mike. Are correct. Thank you. Okay. For, for just one, uh, for what, three points, we said, right? For three. Three, okay. and we're getting three for that. That's all we'll take for that. <laughs> okay, so we've got a uh, five-point question next. Who's up? Uh, Todd, do you have a five pointer? Because I got one right here. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> when, you, when, when, you, when you got a comic book man in the room, yeah. there's trouble brewing. Scott, like on, on page thirteen. <laughs> Scott. Yeah, there we go. go ahead. Panel five. Panel five. <laughs> now, now keep in mind, you gave him four points for a one point question. I so. did. <laughs> all right, but this is gonna be a little bit tougher. Scott Slim Summers. Uh-huh. Was never the poster boy for cool. That's unfortunate. For the X-Men. I agree. Uh, But turns out he was quite the ladies' man. Ooh. Now, here is the five-point question. Is name 
all of his romantic conquests Whoa. and tell me what their professions were, please. Oh, okay. wow. And what base did he get to? Oh yeah. my <laughs> How far did he get? Wow. Okay. Well, three come to mind immediately. So, um, and rank them. So, so, <laughs> okay. Um, I'll do it in chronological order. Okay. Um, Very good. That's the best he, way to go. But uh, I might be, uh, it sounds like I could be missing something. I don't think I can be. It doesn't seem like it, but maybe I am. So, um, so he started out, you know, after, after, Years of uh, of uh, pining, you know, he started dating Jean Grey, and and they were going uh, pretty steady. And her profession was ex woman, and um, and of course she uh, would go on Marvel Girl, sacrifice herself, come back as Phoenix. But later, find out that never was her. That was actually the Phoenix Force taking her form, and uh, and so then even that Phoenix, which became Dark Phoenix, was obliterated. Uh, although again, as we said, we later learned that was never Jean to begin with mm-hmm. so i am actually going to put stay the phoenix on, force on, on no no but i'm gonna listen i'm gonna actually say that's a different person then because what we Wait, all whoa, th- he hooked up with the phoenix we all thought yeah. it was gene he did we all thought yeah. it was gene but it was the phoenix force the entire time it wasn't gene uh, okay it was it was a, now it was a separate entity and uh yes he's absolutely right so okay is that like that like a like a symbiote that's like a venom kind of thing is that what you're saying uh <laughs> like a virus yes slash Look no. at both of their faces they both went uh. <laughs> <laughs> if i could get away with it with my wife point blank <laughs> asking the hard-hitting questions okay <laughs> all right is it cheating on your wife if something <laughs> comes along and she completely uh, you know, reproduces her while putting her in a cocoon yes. at the bottom of Upper New York Harbor. Yes. Okay. So in any event, <laughs> Jamaica Bay. That's it. Now, now, now. As one does. Now, so now a- the phoenix dies. Okay. <laughs> now he meets someone that looks exactly like Jean Grey. Her profession, I want to say, was sh- boy. So anyway, the person I'm talking about is Madeline Pryor. Yes. Um, why do I think she was some sort of like Alaskan pilot or something like because that? Because she was an Alaskan pilot. Mike Zapsick. I love this guy. Okay. That was like deep in there, but uh, uh, okay. So in this case, he actually winds up marrying her. Yes. Okay. And uh, and they have a kid. Wow. Okay. Now we can talk about who that kid was or who he became or who he got cloned into, but that's a different story because here's the bottom line. When they find the cocoon of Gene at the bottom of Jamaica Bay and bring Gene back to life... He leaves Madeline flat. With their kid. With the kid and goes back to Gene. Now, this is perhaps his greatest failing. Uh, uh, I can't think of another one until years later. When he and Gene are now married, by the way, uh, as they should have been all along. But he's having a psychic, not physical, a psychic affair with... Emma Frost, a.k.a. the White Queen of the Hellfire Club. Right. So I don't know if that counts as a job or if she's um, the head of the Frost Corporation. I mean, she always was the headmistress for the Hellions as well. But uh, but anyway, so that's who he starts cheating on her with just mentally until um, until um, 
I think, and this goes right up against, you know, when I when I was got out of comics thanks to our friends Irene and Sandy, but I think either um, either Jean gave his blessing, gave her blessing, or or she died again or something. But ultimately, oh yeah, of course she died. She died at the end of Grant uh, Morrison's run. Of course, uh, um, that's exactly right. And then and then he wound up making that relationship with Emma physical. Right. So by the way, always racked with guilt, their whole relationship being doomed because he's like, oh, I started by mentally, psychically cheating on Gene with you, never physical. Mm-hmm. But now that Gene died, I'm with you, and I still. And so yes, I think I I think that's. It. Now I know, obviously, uh, um, you know, given the very, very recent this is post my knowledge, but I'm um, getting back into it thanks to you, in fact, Michael uh, and Jonathan Hickman. Uh, so, uh, so that brings us back to the present day, and uh, and Gina's alive, and everyone's alive. Uh, everyone's alive except Destiny, and Mystique's not happy about it. Right. But in any event, so am I, I, I may have forgotten someone. I apologize if I have. Cyclops. Self love, we all practice no, it. No, no, okay. I said he was involved with women. Well, <laughs> although that could be one of his mutant powers too. You don't know. Is there some? Uh, is there some? Um, you know, she are that I'm forgetting or something? There or? are two <laughs> that you missed. <laughs> wow. So wait, there's nine total, correct? There's one, two, three, four, five, six total. Okay, I have nine here, but wow, and nine? I have nine here, but nine yes. girlfriends? Yes. Or I don't know, according to Comic Vine, but okay. you can you can rebut these. Nine conquests. Um Colleen Wing. Oh, okay. Sure. Colleen Wing and uh played by Jessica Henwick. Uh, yes. she was, but not in the X Men. No, of course. Of course yeah. not. Um she she and uh, Scott met in Japan. Mm. And they had they started a relationship after Scott thought Gene was dead up right. in and the Antarctic yeah. after they faced off against Magneto. Okay, and then after Gene died, Lee Forrester, Alitzis uh, mm, Lee Forrester, mm. and I would have given you an extra point if yeah. you had said that she was uh, s- smashing nasties with Magneto yeah. after. Yeah, um, I should have gotten that. Who else is uh, com- Comic Vine? I, I have Polaris here from the, the Ultimate Universe. Does that count? Do you uh, count no, that? I don't count uh, the Ultimate no. Universe. That's ultimate. his brother's okay. girlfriend. Yeah, Come on. Okay, girlfriend. so Rogue doesn't count either. No, right no. no. And, and no. I, I, actually, when you, as soon as you said that, I was going to say Rogue, but that's from over there. Uh, yeah, do you count the Mutant X Universe as well? With no. Like Carol no. Okay, so it's six then. You're right. Yeah, six. Okay, all of right. Of course you're right. So, I, I meant to say all right, Colossus. So, all right, fuck you, Comic <laughs> Vine. You suck. Yeah, Comic Vine, thanks. All right, Mike, so now you got to decide here. I got four out of six. We I think the professions are good, so you're going to tell me point I'm going to give you three points okay okay so that's fair <laughs> that's fair listen there were six if there i would have got them all right that could have been a 6.5 wow. point question i got i got four out of six mike i well, know he's you a tough did. bastard he's but tough. i'm, dro- I'm when dropping he, when one he per- gives he takes he gives he takes away yes but those those two were th- that, right. that was that was what i was hey, listen that's yeah, 13 point day is nothing to sneeze at no uh, not at all no but, but, but i only have a 10 point 10 day point so <laughs> i can sneeze all i want okay who's uh so let's think so coming up from the rear so mo you're gonna go next Okay, so we got four, three, and three for John. That's going to be ten. I'll okay. keep the the, uh, the comic book uh, theme. Actually, actually, this is more of the MCU. Okay, Captain America MCU. I'm going to use uh, Baby Yoda. Help me out. That's like a good luck totem. Yeah. 
What was he in? Okay, I have a three. I have a three point question. Does anyone have a one? I do have a one point question. All right, Todd. Do you have Do you have any questions at all? Because I've got two. I have a five. five there. Okay, so Ming's got a five. Okay, Ming's got a five. Easy as a three. Okay. (laughs) I've got got probably a one and a half and a and a four and a half. Wow. So I can adapt. I can adapt those. In other words, depending on our needs. So let Mike do the one. He's got some. Can you make one of yours into a three, and Mingle do the five, and I'll tap out. Sure. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Okay, Captain America: The First Avenger. When Steve and Bucky went into the World's Fair, mm-hmm. there was a nod to mm-hmm. one of Captain America's comic book allies from World War II. What Oof. was it? It was more than was just, a nod. He was pretty explicitly presented. He on was. Screen. It was big, but yes, you had. To, uh, but unless you were okay. looking for it, yeah. yeah. You weren't. And one thing we can all be sure of, Mo was not looking for it. I was not. Probably not. So one of his World War II allies, allies from the allies. comics. Okay. I'll even go so far as to say, Mike, I'm sorry I'm jumping into your question. But he, he was one of his fellow invaders during World War yes. II. Yes. You need a lifeline. Tough here. question. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, oh! We forgot. We forgot to implement the new rules, which no, we'll no, do no, next that's time. Right, that's right. Sorry, are you, are you sh- it's not going to come to me, Mike. Ahead. I would have accepted the Human Torch. Oh, or Doctor or Doctor F- uh, Professor Phineas Horton. There you go. Synthetic Man. There you go. Wow. Okay. Human that's Torch. A tough one. He becomes a that's sentient a android. One. He names yeah. himself Jim Hammond. Okay, is that ringing a bell? Okay, anyway, Todd, I do right. I do tough ones. Yeah, Todd, Todd's got the three three point question. Okay, I've got a three. Okay, let's see if we can pull this one off. And, and there's a there's a potential for this to go to six, but I doubt it. Okay, well, don't be a hater. The Captain <laughs> America movies, starring Chris Evans, represent when he started that role. That that is he had six other comic book sort of related or superhero slash comic book related roles previous to Captain America. Six other roles or movies. If you can name each of those, I'll give you a point. Before you go any further, Nick Franco just said he's hot. And I don't know, is he referring to the Human Torch? Or, or Chris Evans or, Chris or, Mo, Evans. or Mo Youssef. I don't know. Or, or it could be, it could be, or, or it could maybe, be one of maybe he likes to cut a Todd's jib. We don't know. Actually, but don't say anything else. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I think Nick Franco is trying to give Mo it, a, a little. It kind of is, yeah. Well, little, the Human Torch. We know he's that. Hot. He was, okay, yeah, he was right. a fantastic for the uh, Human Torch. <clears throat> normally, normally I have Google up while I'm. Doing oh my that. god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> you a point a point for any any and every comic book adjacent right. movie you can name starring Chris Evans yeah. outside of Captain. America. And how many were there total? That there's six. He says six. Wow. I just remember him doing some sort of uh, artsy movie with with some little girl. It was more yeah. like a rom-com, and then the Captain America movies, and then Fantastic <laughs> well, Four. I really don't know him. Uh, okay. You, on a social yeah. level, you mean? You literally <laughs> just named one of them kind of right. by accident. Right. <laughs> well, let him say no, that no, out. I remember that one. No, I, I, I so said let him, Fantastic let him, Four. Let him say, okay, you got Fantastic Four. Yeah. Keep going. Um, unless they had a sequel, a fant- the second Fantastic Four movie. 
They did have a sequel. They did have yeah. they had several sequels. Okay, and he was in that. Well, they, they only had the one. They only had the one sequel. Okay. Well, reboots, whatever. But sure, with him. Yeah. Rise of the Silver Surfer, Larry Fishburne. But go ahead. We'll give you that's half all, a point for that one. All right, but that's all I got. I, Come on, dig deep. Die. Just think Sorry, of what guys. movies he's been in, and it'll come to you. No, well, no, I just said that. Besides the Captain America movies, <laughs> because you're excluding those, right? That's correct. Yeah. See. All right, we'll give you. We'll give you. We'll give you uh, two points for that. Yeah. The I, next, the next two that potentially yeah. could have been on on uh, on your list. There was one. Uh, trying to think if I can give you a clue to how to get this one. Starring uh, is, is it, would there be an opportunity for Mo to think about Chris Redondo being a vegan, and does it give him any sort of powers? Would that help him? When he, that's okay, is that helping? Him? That's when he played, we got another one. We got another one, Mo, starring Michael Cera, nerdy, what? skinny little guy. This is, that, that's the same movie I'm talking right. about. It's the same movie. He played Lucas so, Lee, the vegan. He got superpowers for being a vegan in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I've never seen that movie. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I thought so that was the list. I thought that was the um, the artsy movie with the little girl. <laughs> oh, no, was, that wasn't a superhero movie at all. <laughs> okay, we got. I've got two that I never heard of. They were on okay. this list. Where I don't know that these are well known comic books or or anything. Maybe they're just superhero movies. But it's on a list I found. The 2009's Push. And 2010's The Losers. I didn't see you getting either one of those, hence this being a three-point okay, question. Okay, so, so, so let's talk about it. The Losers, of course, based on the DC Vertigo series by Garth Ennis. Of course. Of course. Uh, we, all, we all just talked about The Boys last week. So definitely go out and watch The Losers. Also, um, what's his face is in it? Uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay, good good film. And Push, underrated movie. It was a franchise non-starter. They gave it a they gave it a try. Didn't go anywhere, but I thought it was a good movie. Do they have Snowpiercer on that yeah, list? Yeah, Snowpiercer wasn't on the list, uh, and that was a comic book. That was a graphic novel. Yeah, it's not on it's not on this list. I would have given it to Mo had he said anything else. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the last one is uh, maybe a little bit trickier. 2007 feature. He did a voice of uh, a couple of ne- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whoa. TMNT. Okay. Casey Jones. Kevin Eastman Dang. and Peter Laird. It's a comic, folks. Dang, that's a tough one. All right, so we've expanded. And Mo likes pizza. <laughs> we've expanded the <laughs> the the, uh, the subject to Chris Evans and uh, Captain America movie. Captain America. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. right. I, just, I just realized something. <laughs> None of that has to do with Captain America. All right. Can we, what are we giving? We got him two points at least, though, right? Two yeah, points. Two points, right. two points out of three Thank for you. that one. All right. Oh. Now, who's got the five? I Ming's have the five got point the question. I'm, I'm ducking behind and Baby Yoda right so, now. Baby Yoda, help me. This, this is, is going to be ugly. This is specific to the MCU movie versions, okay. Mo. And you there we do, go. We're going to have to do a little math on this, but in the MCU movie versions, <laughs> how many years was Captain America frozen? Wow. You got to do some math on that. You got to do a little math. Within, so... within 25 years. <laughs> yeah. I, right, so he, you can do a little math on this. Yeah. I, yeah. So yes. he, uh, he went down in 41. And... What? 
See, I can see if it was right or wrong. You said that with such confidence. <laughs> now that's wow. fucked up, okay? But you're my boy. I'll out. Oh, man, oh, man. And when did he wake up? He woke up uh, well, in 2008. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> They said something along the lines of 81 years. I don't... Is that correct math? No, it's not 41 correct, to no. 2008? No. no. Oh, my gosh. You so, can use your calculator if you want on your phone. If you need to formulate... I'll, I'll give you that. Hang on, hang on one sec. I'll give you the calculator. There you go. Just don't Google so, it. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to... Calculator assist... He's a professional accountant and financier. Right. Do we drop him from five to four points? No, I'll give him five. What do you got there, Mo? Okay. Okay, you're a little off on that, but not by much. (laughs) All right. Uh, So the end of World War II was 1945. So 41 is when uh, we started. started. Yeah. That's going to damn you for the calculation. And then what do we... Wait, it had to be exact? I mean... (laughs) I think we said within five years. All right. Um, and then Captain America the First Avenger came out in 2012. Wow. So you're not far off. I'm going to say 67 century, right? 67. What did you get? Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually 2011. So oh, it's even closer. 66. 66. Guys, I guess 64. 64, Right. Come on. That's not very far off. Even though both my assumptions on (laughs) opposite ends were off. Right, but you could have like been so far Almost. you could have gotten the exact answer. Yeah, Apparently, I think in, in uh, the first Captain America, I'm looking on Wikipedia here, Nick Fury informs him he's been asleep for nearly 70 years. Nearly 70. He's rounding yeah, well, up. That's a 66. He's rounding yeah. up. Thank you. Well, be- because it is established in the MCU timeline that that, year, that that movie took place in the year it it re- yes, it was, mm-hmm. yes, which was 2011. All right, so what do you? If wanna... anything, it was entertaining. All right, so, so I, I walked we do, away with two this? points. Why was I say? No, no, no. Why don't we do this? No, no. He was off no, by two. No. Yes. So give him two. We'll points. give him two points. There yes. you go. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Strong. All right. Good. 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 I'll sign off on that. All right. So you now, gentlemen, coming in. Tied with Mo, we're going to go next, is Ming Chen. Okay. TV's Ming Chen, in I don't fact. remember where I put the Mission Impossible movies, if I, if I remember correctly. You did? Okay. So here's my question to Okay. You. I'm going to have a one point. Okay. Who's the first member of the Mission Impossible team to die on camera in the Mission Impossible series? I, shoot, I believe, well, technically... Or no, okay. Oh yeah. Um. Well, I I believe it was Emilio Estevez in the elevator. Ding 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 ding. I can't ding. remember his character nice. name. I can't either. It doesn't matter. That That's what counts. Okay. His name was Billy the Kid. <laughs> He's gonna make you famous. That yeah. was in uh. That was in the Warren Ooh. G song. Gotcha. Um. You got it. That's one point okay. for Ming Chen right Thank there, you. brother. Thank you very much. You got. Uh, it. I got a. I got a three. Okay. Where did Todd and I see the Mission Impossible premiere? That's your three-point question. No, I'm kidding. Okay, go ahead. Uh, AMC Lincoln so, Center. I don't know. <laughs> there is uh, there is someone who has a fairly fairly lengthy uncredited role in the beginning of the movie. Which and movie? Tom Cruise made a similarly uncredited cameo in this gentleman's movie. If you could name 
who that is, what movie Cruz was in, and what year that was. Wow. That's, well, that's tough. That's, that's a three-pointer or a ten-pointer? <laughs> point. Holy cow. Wow. I, you think. Really? I'll give you a hint. Okay. The, the, the first part of the question was just discussed. Don't say anything else. Don't say anything else. Do you know this? He's thinking because I have no clue. I I do. Okay. This is the first movie. Oh, what's that? Is someone so, no, someone joining talk. the program already? No, 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 that's Todd. That's a pork and cheese bag. We talk crap okay. about Todd now. Is this the first movie we're talking about, or any or any of these? This is the first movie. Holy crap! This is Mission Impossible. Wow. Wow, I have no clue. This is a tough question. You have a you have a, a, a major a major star who has an uncredited role at the beginning of the movie that we may have just talked about within the last ninety seconds. <laughs> All right, that's not Chris Evans. You can name that person. That's that's Holy a crap. point and a half. We and literally then if you can name the movie that Tom Cruise starred in of his. That's another point and a half. Wow. I have no... Aren't you glad you drank so much beer? I know. I'm a little inebriated (laughs) See, this is why Mike is in such a big lead here. I know. He keeps all his faculties by the end of the program. I'm going to have to drive Ming home. (laughs) I'll just just sleep here, isn't that? This is why we own our own place. That's true. Okay. That's where we put our own country. I have no clue. Todd, why why don't... Let me ask you another way. There's there's an actor who was one of the... the, Who was the first member of the team killed... (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Emilio Estevez, but what... Bingo. Did, that's a point. Okay. That's a point and a half for you. Okay. But what movie? wasn't The Mighty Ducks. Uh, was it... Y- has an uncredited cameo. Was he in Young Guns? In an Emilio Estevez movie, it was indeed Young Guns. Whoa. Whoa. Now you got to get the year. Of Young Guns? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, 1991? How off am I? You're off by movie, right? fewer years than Mo was off. Okay. Oh. Was it 1990 or 92? 1988. 88. Okay. Dang. All right. That's not fewer That's years than Mo was off. Years. No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's okay. No, All right. Good t- question. Thank you. So what are you going to give him? Good two math. out of three? I think we give him two out of three on All that right. one. All right. That's a good start. <laughs> The fact that we literally was Emilio not credited. Emilio Estevez, which I did not expect. I did not look at the IMDb okay, credits, but I picked up on what Todd was laying down in that he said it's the person seconds. I know that we had know. just exactly spoke about. All right, now who's got a five point on the Mission Impossible movies? I got one. Big okay. Mike, okay. you know he does. Okay, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Yes. Good, Good movie. movie. Great movie. Yes. Uh, it's Brad Bird's um, directorial Can I debut. Just say, before Live you action. continue. Live action. Live action. Live action. Another action franchise that has gotten better over time yep. no. in comparison to Mission Impossible, except for maybe Fast and Furious, but it might have peaked up back down. <laughs> I know none of you have seen Medea. And more Twice. believable. Which one? The yes. Medea movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's, he's got it. That's a good point. All right, continue, Mike. Okay. When Ethan Hunt uh, goes oh to the God. payphone, yes, he uses a specific code oh, to get to get it How to get his latest me- mission. It's an Easter egg, and there's a significance to it. 
Wow, is it like Incredibles related or uh... no? Unfortunately, it's not Incredibles related. But All I it, know it is, is he... it is Tom Cruise related. And uh, holy shit, what a great question! Actually, you give me the code, I give you the whip. No, you give me the code and you give me the significance. This holy is a ten shit, point question. That's thing. tough. All I know is yes. It's a janky ass phone booth that he hits to. Mm-hmm. It, is it? Is it, It's Tom Cruise related. Can I give Ming a suggestion? Is it that his Scientology Thetan level is OT eight? Is that? Is that? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good call. That wow. would have been great if it were true. Holy shit! <laughs> this is a tough question. I just freaking watched this movie too, but this is tough. Oh, I don't. Man, even, it's it was so insignificant that I, I got don't you. even yeah. remember it. This is why I always sweat whenever I, heard. whenever I play what this game. Now, wow! What this is, is now? What is one. Peter saying here? Eight six seven five three zero nine three zero nine. It's not Jenny's number though. He's got it. He's got it. It's not Nicole. He's got Kidman's his number, number on the wall. No, it's, it is not Nicole Kidman. No. It has nothing to do with Katie her. Holmes and Peter's is... saying they're making another Mission Impossible movie right now. Wow. Of Probably in the building. <laughs> Mike, that's On a the tough... fifth floor. They're in your future yes. office. I'll give, Mike, that's I'll give a you tough a question. Yes. It happens, it happens at about 17 minutes into the movie. And I'll give you another hint, okay. thing. It's very that significant in anything. Tom Cruise's life. What? Okay. Wow. So it's not Bob Seeker. It's not from. <laughs> it's not from risky business. It's not from risky business. Okay. Now, if you had chosen risky business, right? But I did not. But you risky did not. Business. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give up on this one. Oh Mike, man! But I'm trying to give you as many. I know. As I, can. I know. But okay. The code is O seven three six two, which is Tom Cruise's birthday. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, October, yeah. wait, October 7th, 1962? It is. Uh, no, it sounds like more like July it's 7, 3rd. July, July 3rd. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Yeah. What's the 04 then? No, it's 0736. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's can, a tough can, ass can you Ming, you have an Uber account, right? Can we, we can't can let we you drive home. Oh, he ain't driving home. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'll be <laughs> here. I'll be oh, here. my God. Here. That was oh, a tough my, question, though. Like, it was tough, and I can see why you were willing to give him 10 points. Oh, yeah. That was All right, but be that biggie. said, Ming did pick up one and then two, so, so he three. got three. Okay, I'll take three. All right, Mo picked up four. You picked up three. <laughs> Next up, Todd. Okay, I have to... I have to uh, I have to get this out of the way. You got to give me some shit. Well, just as not shit, just in protest. I, Todd is the only one I came up with no questions for. Uh, so I'm sorry. I have nothing on your topic, which is? Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. <laughs> okay. Adam Carolla, the second I, best podcast after Point Blank. Mo, you have a three point. I have a one point. You have a one. Ming, you better get cracking on a five. I have a five. Oh, oh. It works out perfectly. I have a five. Michael, you're one point. <sighs> Todd, what did Adam Carolla list on his driver's license as his middle name? Ah, excellent question. Adam Carolla famously uh, has horrible parents who paid not much attention to him, did not give him a middle name. So when he registered for a driver's license, he uh, he put in his own option for that. Adams, Adam, (laughs) Adams, Adam Lakers Carolla. Very good. Yes. Wow. Todd gets the point. Now they accepted that without a, a birth certificate, or, or like it's California. Wow. Yeah, you they don't. You don't, need, you don't need your six points of ID yeah. on that one. Wow. Write a middle name, whatever you want. Yeah. Adams Lakers Crawl. There you go. 
sorry for him. <laughs> okay, so aren't, Todd's aren't got, Todd's got one out of one so far. And Mo, Mo, I think, has that three. Yep. Corolla did not receive his high school diploma until years later. Why was it held up? Why was it held up? Uh, that's a, I, I don't actually know that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wager a guess. That, I mean, is it beyond the obvious that he did not graduate high school? No, he graduated high school, but he didn't get his diploma until years later because it was held up. All right, he went to high school at L.A. Unified. I know that. He talks about that frequently. Um, held up. He was dyslexic. Not quite. Just maybe, throwing maybe. Out, throwing out some facts to see if this, uh, any, of this, any of this tracks to the answer to this question. Uh, did not get his diploma. He didn't show up for, uh, for graduation. The school held it for years. School held it for years because he had an outstanding library book. That's a good guess. Bingo. Get out. <laughs> yes. And it it was because uh, it was uh, until until the library fine was paid. I love it. That is a pretty great friggin' poll. What was the uh, what was the poll? What was the tropic of tropic of Cap- tropic, tropic of tropic cancer? cancer yep. Tropic of Capricorn. <laughs> Uh, old baked bean teeth. Yes. Love it. Can't stand you. Can't stand you. Can't stand you. <laughs> All right, Todd, uh, I have a five-point question here for you. Uh, Adam Carolla has written six books. I'll give you a point for each title that you can name. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll try to do these in order. Let's okay. See I Whoa. Okay. In 50 years, we'll all be chicks. Yes. One. Yes. Not Taco Bell material. Yes. President me. Yes. Daddy stop talking. Yes. And he has one uh, in pre-order right now that he's written and not yet released called um, I'm your uh, emotional support. Yes. Well done, my friend. That is six points. For Todd Sullivan, was that? Oh. That's only five. No, I was gonna say that's five. That's five. Oh, is that five? Okay, yeah. but those are all of them. It is all of them. So Ming, you were seeing double on one of them. <laughs> all right, that's good. I wait. Do you quit? Do you count Rich Man Poor Man, Todd? Rich Man Poor Man. Uh, I don't know. That was a book. I know Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I don't know if that's what we're referring to. I know it came up on Amazon. So, but uh, well, you got five points, my friend. That was impressive. Todd, you did a clean sweep. You got Holy one, shit. three, five. That wow. is nine points. And, and we laughed at the categories. Adam Carolla's. That that I have to tell you, it's not somebody I follow. It's not somebody I know anything about. But to see that level of dominance on any topic. Dominate. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud. I am, Dominate. I would actually just say I'm proud. So good I job. I myself after the Seinfeld performance. That was mis- absolutely miserable. By the way, Mike does a there's a crazy awesome Adam Carolla impersonation. Well, let's hear it, Mike. Oh crap! Now I'm putting on I'm be, on, <laughs> I'm being put on the spot for it. Well, you can answer your questions like he would. I'm, uh, oh my! You know what? Later on, I'll do it. Just imagine uh, you have man. his face. Then you. Can, right. be... Okay, uh. if I have to do it now. <laughs> my parents sucked. They didn't give me a middle name, so I took Lakers. 
Jesus Christ. Could, the, could my parents be any more fucking lazy? I, you gotta go a little whinier, Mike. But they're, I'm trying it. to, Ming. <laughs> Todd, you are currently in the lead with wow. 30 points. Okay? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mike's topic is? Community. Community. All right, By guys. By Dan Harmon. I have a... Well, I have, I've got a one point. So uh, do I. Okay. I have a three. You've got it. What have you got? I got a one slash easy three. Okay. Todd, what do you have on community? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what community did? <laughs> um, what community uh, was it? Hmm. Okay. So can can your one flex to a three with any additional difficulty level? I no. Okay. And yours? It's obscure, which is why I think it might be a three. Okay. Interesting. All right. You have a good one point one. I'm assuming. I like my one, but All right, I do it. Do yeah, it. Do it. We defer to you. Yeah. Chevy Chase. Ah. He played the lovable bigot, Archie Bunker. No, I mean <laughs> Pierce Hawthorne. Yes, sir. How did Pierce come into all his money? He was the heir to, to the Hawthorne Wipe um, <laughs> Corporation. That is correct. Hawthorne Wipes. That is yes. correct. His father, Cornelius mm. Hawthorne. Yes. I don't think your question is as obscure as you think it is, Mo. Not when Mike Zapsing on the mic. Nope. Uh, that is correct. Hawthorne yes. Wipes. And his ivory head hairpiece, Cornelius. By the way, he did become partners on another business venture. This is not for points. Oh, Shirley's Sandwiches. There you go. Shirley's Sandwiches. That's correct. Uh, okay. So then what is Elias saying right there? Is that our buddy Lee? Yeah, that's our buddy Lee. Hold on What's a second. Up, Hold man? a second. What's up, Lee? Lee, Lee. Lee. You got to see what Mo's wearing here. I know you he got one there. of these back home. He was there. He was on the Texas two-step. Haven't seen him since 2008. And, and Will Penna. Actually, Wait, I, is Willie Penna on, too? He's not on, but oh. but I uh, I vacationed with Lee in Columbia a couple oh. of years back. Okay, and you made it out alive, so that's good. <laughs> Ming, it's Lee Carvello. Yeah, Lee Carvello. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons. Fudgy the whale, that Lee Carvello. No, no, no. Lee, the Lee oh Carvello, the putting challenge. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Lee Carvello, yes. Yeah. All right, so listen, you guys <laughs> are Carvalho. killing it. there you go. Your three-point question. So similar to when you had one of your, uh, uh, I, I forget what it was. It, it was the video game. Final Fantasy Final VII? Fantasy, and I had a totally cr crazy We had a question, question that actually had yeah. nothing to do with the game. Right. So yeah. I might have that here because I'm not sure. I've never seen the- Before uh, the we go any show. further. Zero knowledge of Before the we go any Zero further. knowledge of it. It's a uh, TV show. Of the yeah. seven yeah. seasons yeah. of Community, how many episodes have you seen? Nada. Okay, so Except. I see where we're going here. Mike, all I can wish you, as someone that's been in a recipient, oh, the, good luck. the receiving Thank end you. of one of these questions from well, Mo. We'll know very early. We'll good. know very early. if, if We may if, have to overrule, but go ahead. Are there are, are there two characters named Troy and Abed? Troy and Abed, yes. Abed. Okay, good. Oh, Mike, this can't right. be the question. When, when Troy and What's the name Abed? of the <laughs> that they do? Oh are there two characters? Okay. So... So what is when, when they discuss their innermost fears? What is Troy's? Uh, what's Troy's innermost fear? Troy's innermost fear. Yeah, his uh, biggest fear. Okay, that's obscure enough. Oh, well, that that is pretty damn obscure. Holy crap! 
Um, innermost fear. They were in the library chatting about this. That's a given. Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> that's where the study it. room is. The yes. Spanish study room. Um, Man, what a great show! I want to go. Uh, re- I, I want to go rewatch it. it now. Yeah, I, I, I do great. it like every year. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah, why the guy knows. All right, I love it. But uh, Troy's innermost fear is. Now, I, I Google this, and it's like one of the top ten questions or whatever. So. Okay, all right. We, we don't play this. Okay. Right. Have some cookies. Troy's, yeah, have a cookie. Uh, Troy's biggest fear. Giant Abed in the morning. I got a five, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, is uh, does it have to do with uh, characters, and are they Troy and Ibed? <laughs> Abed. Uh, Abed. Who are Abed? Troy and Abed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his, what show are they on? He's, he talks about so many fears. Um, uh, his greatest fear is... Oh, crap. Give it to me, Mom. Crap. Give it to me. If I ever, like, woke up as a donut... Would you eat yourself? I wouldn't even question it. I grant you. That was obscure. That's <laughs> definitely obscure. Okay, Sorry. good enough. All right. Let's get Sorry. a five point from Toddy, a.k.a. Joel McHale Jr. What do you got, buddy? <laughs> uh, like, we're going to give you a chance to earn a couple points back here. This is a three-part question. Thanks, buddy. Community, the TV show, season two. First episode starts... The new year, the the group attends a class together. For three points, who is their teacher? <laughs> and then I'll give you an additional point for what class was it and what happened to that teacher. I gotcha. Oh, my God. He's got this one. Okay. The, uh, first, I'm going to... Take the whole thing. It's anthropology. That's, that's a point right there. Their teacher was Betty White. That's three more. And she kind of went nuts, attacked Jeff Winger, and tried to kill him with a weapon of her own devising. I I got, I I mean, that's that's five points, right? He just hit it right down the middle. Wow. Mike Zapsy. What was the weapon? What was the weapon, Mike? Uh, They, she gave them a box full of tools and they had to figure out which was the most important tool of the, in the box. And uh, yeah, they were I, I all remember. fighting. So yeah. uh, Jeff got up and gave an impassioned speech about how respect is the most important tool in any civilization. Whereas Betty put all the pieces together and made a super weapon, yeah. which knocked, uh, knocked him down. She put the uh, the leash around his neck and was choking him out awesome. when they all jumped on her. And she also drank her own urine. So. You know, <laughs> frequent point blank guest George Giorgio Giosetti has said, has said many times on our decades long email panel, which has become a text panel, that he has uh, a tremendous sexual fetish that, for Betty White. That when Bruce Springsteen passes, he said the country will never see such mourning as when this guy passes. And I said, if you change country to New Jersey, I think you'd be right. Yes. But I think there's going to be a nice... Until Bon Jovi goes. A nice outcry, a nice outpouring of support when National Treasure Betty White goes. Absolutely. She's killing it in her 90s still, man. She's amazing. All right, let's tally it up. So, 
for today, John was in last place. He had 19. He got 10. He's at 29. Mo was at 20. He picked up four. He's at 24. Ming was at 20. He got three. He's at 23. Todd was at 21. He got nine. He's at 30. And Mike was at 26 and got six. And he's at 32. We'll have John Ross, the intern, validate these. But if it's true... Mike's still in first place, but his his lead has shrunk. My lead has has shrunk. His lead has shrunk. Okay, guys, that's it for Combat Trivia. Uh, We'll forego all other segments and get right into our parting shot. Mike, I want you to go first. Anything that's on your mind, any topic, anything you want to get off your chest, any grievances you want to air or anything you want to promote, this is the time. Parting shots. Mike Zapsig, you're up first. This weekend at our Asbury Park locations right in between the uh, Playa Bowl Mm. and uh, right on the Asbury Boardwalk uh, and the Robinson Ale House we will be having a karaoke pate yes this uh, originated in 2013 uh, we had a karaoke party called uh, Ming and Mike's White Folky Karaoke it was Ming Chen's White Folky Karaoke (laughs) you don't want to attach your name to that very catchy name (laughs) now we've kind of I've kind of just more PC every title at Ming and Mike's Karaoke Showdown if you think you can take down me and Mike's skills at karaoke, then by all means, and it's not very. Do you hard. guys do any duets or no? We could. Wow. We can sing Mike. together, but yeah. But if you not? think you can take down me and Mike at karaoke, oh, John, I come on you, over. I did not know this. I did not know this was in your repertoire. But one of my masterful go-to moves, and again to my wife's chagrin, is. Digital Underground's Humpty Dance. Oh, of course. So yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we made I kind of have a rap yeah. battle. I, yeah, I'm down. You know, you guys have bragged about this. I think you need to come. Let me put it to you this way, Todd. There is does not exist an amount of alcohol that I could consume that would prevent me from doing this. Yeah. So in other words, I, my guess would be. The level of alcohol only increases. It proves it. It proves it. Absolutely. I'm doing it. But listen, if Which it's white folky karaoke, who's wider than Todd? We got to get him out of here. Well, Mike, you, Mike, you said it's this weekend. Give us a little more details. Uh, we're going to be starting around what yep, time? Like Mike? 8 o'clock. Like 8 ish. Yeah. Uh, you can get it on Saturday. Event Price. Right. Event Price. Um, yeah. uh, that's, that's Saturday? Yeah. That's this Saturday. Well, when, do, when do you fly out? Sunday morning. Oh, if, shit. If you're there. If there's a chance we can get you, Mo. If there's a chance we can get you, I'd love to have you. We'll go yeah, down we to Todd. Wait. Todd, when are you flying in? Wait, what and I see Susie, <laughs> Susie Coco will be there. What, are, what is she what saying? Time, what time Susie Coco will be there. When does it end? When, what time does it start and end? It starts at A, ends at, I don't know, midnight or whenever. Whenever, whenever the Asbury Park please kick us Ladies out. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely Suzanne has just confirmed that John wow. has permission to attend because she'll be attending. Wow. And bring the jelly and, jar. And, <laughs> any karaoke related events. John Ross, the Susie intern, Coco should be there too. There. Bring the Guaranteed. entire family. And All right, we'll see. Wow. Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On performance, <laughs> but it's worth the price of admission. <laughs> we get, joke, get, get but that's definitely early. being sung. Susie Coco's oh, yeah. in the house. <laughs> But my, this might be the greatest parting shot ever, but great job, Mike. Yeah. Todd, we're going to throw it out to you. Clarendon Hills, Illinois, greater Chicago area. What's your parting shot? I've got a, I've got a number three. I don't know if you guys if you guys are still stuck on number two. I got a number three beer of the night and oh, two whoa. special announcements. Oh, what? okay. Honorable oh. mentions for parting shots now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> 
We love you, baby. Go ahead. I, I threw my way on to the third beer. This is uh, this is one I did I didn't expect. I found this again on that run in Binnie's. Yeah. This is something from a very popular common brewery, which is Guinness, one of my favorite beers. Uh, Let me guess. The is there export stout? No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Guinness. I don't know if you knew this. I did not know this. Has released a bourbon yes. barrel aged beer. Aged in bullet bourbon barrels called Stock Ale. Oh, yep, yep. Wow. I've yet to try it, but we saw the promotion. Yep. It's delightful. I got to say, I've got this going right now. Barrel aged uh, Guinness in bullet bourbon barrel aged. So it's, uh, it's, it's really good. I'm going to just throw a shout out to that. That's my third beer. Um, Nick Franco. Shouting out, Todd, bring on the Gaga. I don't, I'm not sure what he's referring to there, but no thank you. Uh, and then uh, my, my two announcements. Number one, there is a very high likelihood, I'd put it at 96%, that I will be in studio at the Shared Universe podcast studio on Wednesday of next week. Mo, can you stay an extra week? Can we get both of you guys at the same time? Uh, <laughs> Mo, all you got to do is the change same your person. Flight. I know. We only get one at a time here. Keep that seat warm for me. He and wants the, you other, to fart. the other thing I want to, I want to just Already tease is there's a strong possibility we have a new segment featuring Mo Mohammed Youssef. And I, I, Not Mostradamus, a different new segment. It's a new segment that's going gonna, it's gonna to highlight Mo's expertises in this world. It's going to be something that everyone can play along with at home. And we're just going to toss that out. We're going to play that next week. What a tease. Yeah. Stay tuned. What? Oh, I'm intrigued. I'll say that. Actually, on that, we have to flip right to you, Mel. What's your parting shot, my friend? Well, as always, it's great to be back where uh, where I'm from. And this is where it all started here. Yes. Yes. Great to see my friends. Uh, it's been a great week so far. Had a chance to get down here early and... Uh, and you have a nice little treatment at the Wonder Spa. I was, I was going right to ask you about any massage parlors. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You should have used Mike's nice uh, life, right now. You could have used Mike's lifetime pass. We wouldn't have to borrow it. Thank you so much for that Christmas present, Ming. I course, appreciate it. Of course. I know what you like. I know what you need. <laughs> no, but seriously. Oh, baby, some you. Fantastic pizza. <laughs> I got what I... Um, and then, secondly, I am... Uh, Next month, I'll be over at the uh, Emerald City Comic Con. What? No. Yes, is that, is why? That Seattle? Uh, yes. Yeah. Why are, you are, are you, are you guys yeah. going? No, yeah. I'm going to be no. in Kansas City that uh, week. But why are you at Emerald City? Let's all well, go. I've got, well, my, my cousin moved to uh, to Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a bunch of friends there, actually. The, was he like head, rain or something? The head, <laughs> he does. But the, uh, the head lawyer for uh, L'Oreal's I, uh, intellectual property, yes. he, uh, good friends with him. Yeah. And uh, a couple other guys up there. So we're just saying we're all comic book friends. Holy crap. All that, comic book you're, friends. you're all super fans. You're yeah. all super all friends. friends. That's yeah. nice. Exactly. Yeah. I shout out to Emerald City. Bar none, one of the yeah. best cons out there. Yeah. For I sure. heard hey, who, who are the headliners? And, Anyone they're mentioning? Uh, Mark Ruffalo's there. Wow. Yeah. Mark yeah. is and, there. Uh, and, and Funko's going to have a special uh, event. Of course awesome. they are. They're yeah. not too far from yeah. there. Now, listen. Yeah. You know, here's what you got to do. I'm going to give you a little idea here, my friend. You've got to bring your picture of you at Lou Ferrigno. And then yes. take a picture of Mark Ruffalo holding that picture, <laughs> and you'll have Fantastic. a whole exception. Yes. Okay? Yes. I gave you that for free. Okay? That's that's what I mean. And then you bring we'll it back here, and I'll take a picture of that picture of me giving the, <laughs> the, the, the finger. Right. And, yeah. 
And I'll even. It try all to, comes together. Exactly. I'll try to give him a fork and a knife. I love it, man. Uh, yeah, Lou Frigno famously stole Mike's dinner and his fork no. three times yeah. at a VIP dinner that we were what, all at. What a, what a, this doesn't sound like they treated well, you like a VIP, Mike. No, they did. Lou, they did, but Lou did not. Lou's, Lou's a piece of crap. <laughs> Dang. Nice. Dang, dude. Nice. I think Definitely did me wrong. Dang. Now, by the way, I don't want to scare you guys. You talk about how long ago did we go to Texas Two-Step? Well, that was 12 years ago. How long ago did we go to Vegas for the Wet n' Wild party? That was 20 years ago. Lou Ferrigno, that's 19 years ago, man. That's a long time at the 2001 San Diego Comic-Con. Lou Ferrigno or Mo Youssef? Oh, Mo, of we course. We shall see. Mo looks like he's he's ready to battle right. in the uh, the Thunderdome right yes, now. He here. looks basically identical to the same, to the way he did 19 years ago. No so, no. I'm giving it to Mo. Lou can't say that. <laughs> he acts the same way not. he did 19 years yeah, so ago. Here, here's the parting shot, okay? Uh, and, and it's going to be bifurcated. So this is, and Ming, I don't know if you can help us out here. So this is our text Gaga? version I, I hear pass it. Can you of, pass of it the over? Email panel. And so what I want you to do is I can scroll. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. You're going to scroll. This is just today. Okay. This is how many pictures of of, of Gaga, Gaga that George Seti sends to our email panel every day. It's just Gaga on Gaga on Gaga. He does send a few pictures that he puts in the connectivity category. That would be... seven since we started the podcast. Oh my God, this is yeah. all today. This is all February 19th. What is, what, what, what is that? It's in Wait, the go back. hour and a half. That's a lore. Oh my God. Yeah. So he does send some chicks that he finds on Instagram sometimes too, but in the end, it always comes back to Gaga. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's not Gaga, but... No, that's not Gaga. That's the Lord of the Lies. Keep going. I'm sure if you keep going, there'll be even more. Oh, sure. And well, so uh, he got, he's got us. I, oh, hey, oh, okay. Uh, I guess he got into social oh, media files. Oh, I read that's Daniela Ayala. I know her. Okay, that's crazy. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Eva right, Padlock. Well, okay, but well, any event, you, you get the idea. It, the it's idea. all Gaga all the time. <laughs> and we mentioned it before. The guys Google for Gaga. Here's the thing, Mo. While you're going to be at Emerald City Comic Con. Right. Which is a big, big bucket list item for me. Okay, I only went to Seattle for the first time in my life this past year. I went with John for the selling competition. We're in and out in forty-eight hours. I did nothing other than watch him sail from what felt like miles away, little dots on the horizon. Right. It's not a great spectator sport. I'll put it that way. But I didn't get to experience anything that Seattle has to offer. So I'm waiting for my first return trip. There's rumors I may be going for the L'Oreal job because one of our biggest customers, yeah. Nordstrom, is out there, and okay. we may we may have to go out to visit, but it's not that weekend. Uh, it's not that weekend. Damn it! It said that cousin Adam has a five bedroom house. Okay, that's great. I only need uh, one of them. But here's the thing: I think the same weekend, Todd, Tampa. Sully, Sullivan, and I are going to be heading down to Tampa, Florida. No. To Cigar City Brewing's Hunapu Day release. We all went there a couple of years back. We had an amazing time. It's one of the best beers in the world. Uh, there are those that say that's the oh best stout. Can a, I just interrupt you for a second? Please, I guess. Why not? While we were talking about this, somebody we know just sent 10 more images of Lady Gaga. It's impossible. <laughs> It's impossible. Not impossible. It's very possible. Boom, boom. It happened. Okay. Keep going. Uh, I, I got to see. Oh, my God. What a sick, sick individual. 
Yeah, you're right. Look at this one. She's got some sort of Snow White on her, and it's just even more. Please don't encourage him. Lady. Yeah, really. Gaga. Okay, is, is that what? Is he listening? And he's like, just maybe that's probably, it. Yeah. Here, but, I'm, I'm doing an entire file dump. So we're making the return visit to Hunabu Day. It'll be the final time we go as spectators. And not yeah, as participants. Um, we've already been talking to Cigar City. We started talking to them last year about Ross Brewing appearing at the festival. And it was through a mutual decision. We're not going to appear this year. Uh, keep in mind, we've already mentioned it. We talked about it last week. Now it's only one week and and three days away. Our first festival appearance is at Brooklyn's Crawl at the Hall, Sunday, March 1st. We'll be there with Jack's Abbey. We'll be there with the Long Island City Beer Project and, and eight other breweries. It's going to be a great time. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. There's VIP sessions. You come in early. You talk to me and the brewers. We're going to be talking about different beers that we're going to be coming out with. We're going to be pouring two special beers that day. Obviously, our Navisync IPA brew with eight varieties of hops, double dry hop to perfection, and then fermented with ruby red grapefruit. And of course, our Blackberry Special Edition Manasquan Wit. So very those, popular. Those are the beers we'll be pouring that day. But, that sounds good, yeah. But, but that were then the very next weekend after that, while well, you'll be, be at Emerald City, mm-hmm. we're going to be at Hunabu Day, and the lineup is still coalescing. No uh, no confirmation to the rumor that Caesar Starzak will be making uh, an appearance. And perhaps... God, 50-50, not on the list. Did you notice that? Uh, no, that's unfortunate, because that's where we first met them. I know. Uh, and, and actually, I said I'll bring this all full circle, and here's where we're going to bring it home. Two years ago, we were all at Hunabu Day, the three of us. We had uh, we had Caesar, we had Kent, we had our friends from Bolero Snort, we had our friends from Carton, we had a whole bunch of New Jersey and New York area representatives, and while we were down there, we met the owner of Fifty Fifty Brewing, and he the, the Eclipse variant that we had that day, which was in a bottle. Todd, do you remember the size of that bottle? It was approximately the size, the size of, of Ming Chen, and it was the biggest beer bottle I've ever seen. And he goes, now that one is our Eclipse Stout aged in, not bourbon barrels. He said, it's aged in apple brandy barrels. I said, oh. I said, apple brandy. That's a very particular spirit. What place, what what, what distillery are you getting that from? He goes, you never heard of it. They're a small little outfit out of New Jersey called Laird's. I said, they're about a mile up the road from me. I said, and so when I got back, I contacted Laird's and I contacted Lisa Laird, and she's the seventh generation owner there. And I said, you're getting your barrels out there into the world. And this brewery out in California is using it. I said, who here locally? She goes, nobody. Nobody locally in New Jersey has contacted me about aging their beers in our barrels. I said, well, let's put an end to that right now. So we have an arrangement. She's going to be sending us six barrels, and we're going to be putting our stout and our barley wine in Laird's apple brandy. And honestly, the inspiration is all thanks to our friends at 50-50. So anyway, that's- say that, Johnny. I I told you I've just joined Tavor. Yeah. Uh, the Eclipse is one of the featured beers uh, that I've got coming in my crate being delivered. Uh, it closes within the next three days. The Eclipse Apple Brandy Barrel coming in uh, at, at, to 2019. One of the Esquire's what? top 10 beers you'll never taste. Top 10 beers you'll never taste? We're fortunate to have tasted it already. Uh, Mo made the hat switch, and I got to say, hashtag nice hat. Nick Franco. Saying Navisync IPA is the bomb, 
And he's not even an IPA guy. Indeed Guys, we want to thank you so much. Mo, thank you for appearing in studio. It's been way too long. You son of a gun. Okay. Todd, thanks for tuning in. Todd, alternate version, Ross Hat, limited edition. Good job, Ming and Mike. Thank you for playing the constant host always. and going way. Way over. But you know what? When we say we're going to do combat trivia, we always do it. Yep. Okay, folks. Thank you to the Point Blank fans, viewers, and listeners. Great episode. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.